BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. And we are live on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. The Middle with Harry Mays and Barrett Brooks. Aton expected to make an appearance at some point today. We're assuming around noon he's going to check in and probably give us the lowdown on right. all his bets from the weekend. Right. Uh, how he did, whether he's you know a plus or a minus. And I'll tell you, the nothing could be a bigger minus. He could have lost every bet that he placed this weekend, Barrett, and it wouldn't be a bigger minus than the Philadelphia 76ers and their performance in this seven-game series against the Atlanta Hawks, losing three of the four home games in the series. Absolutely atrocious. We got so much to get to with regards to the Sixers today. We're going to have John Clark from NBC Sports Philly join us at uh, 1130. And then we're expected to hear from, after Aton, Kevin Kincaid from Crossing Broad at 11.30. So a lot of stuff, Sixers. We'll get into the chat. We, we, we might even give Barrett uh, five minutes to chat with the stream since he loves to do it so much. But we have, to expose, we have to expose one glaring fact about the chat. Mama Brooks <laughs> was in on this show at 10.53 today, seven minutes before we come on the air, and she beat Barrett by five minutes. That is Can unbelievable. you explain yourself? I can't either. I can't. I can't, man. I mean, my mom beat me on. I, I beat, how are you going to beat me to work, mom? Come on, That's, mom. That is just incredible. <laughs> the only thing better is if one of these days this week we get both Mama Brooks and your brother in here before you. That would be oh. something. Well, it'd be cool. My mom, my mom, see, my mom, she loves me. My yeah. brother, he could give a dag on. Yeah, you don't love you, no. <laughs> there's no, there's no love there. But I, I want to ask you before we get into the, you know, breaking down this this Sixers loss and the whole weekend of sports. There was a lot of yeah. basketball, a lot of golf. The whole there was a lot going on this past weekend. The two guys that I have behind me, Barrett, Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, on the screen. Have we seen the last game? where those two play together on the same team, not talking about all-star games. Is this the last time they play together as a 76er? I think Robin Robin has left the building. I mean, he's going to have to, man. At this point, did you see, I mean, in the fourth quarter, I mean, everything's on the line. You're up by four. And he passes to Thibel on the play underneath the goal. Yeah, that, that was with 329 left to go. And I know that's the play that's going to stick out for everybody. And that might be the, you know, sort of the uh, the frozen in time moment of Ben Simmons and his entire career as a 76er could be maybe, you know, whittled down to that very play. Absolutely. Uh, you know, it blew up on, on social media and, and rightly so. I mean, he passes on a dunk that would have tied the game at 88 
with 329 to go. And I'm, I'm like, I heard him in the pre- the post-game press conference saying, you know, that he thought, you know, maybe Collins or somebody was going to come up behind him. So what? You're 6'10". You're Ben Simmons. You, you know, t- take it up there. Take it to the rack strong and dunk the ball. I mean, I, you know, I'm exactly. so glad because I know we were going to rip him today. And I, you know, we're just guys, you know, on YouTube and on the radio. But when guys like Charles it's Barkley and Shaquille bro. O'Neal wow. rip him, that's when you know it's warranted. And, and I, they took him to task last night on that postgame show, Barrett. I don't know if you happen to catch that. Shaq actually said as they were going to break that if he was in that locker room, he'd have knocked his ass out. No question. Did you happen to, did you happen to hear you, that? You're messing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't understand. I, I'm so frustrated. I haven't eaten anything since last night, bro. After after the four, I didn't eat anything. I didn't even eat anything this morning. I didn't drink anything, man, because my stomach literally hurts. Like I was playing in the game. I feel like I'm too much. I'm too tied to this team to let this just happen. I mean, I am so mad right now because number one, Ben Simmons. Aside from Ben Simmons, aside from Ben Simmons, who the hell does this team think they are that they can go in and 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 have a laissez-faire attitude about Game Seven? Yeah. How do you go out there with no intensity? You didn't see it. You can look in their eyes mm-hmm. and say that they did not want it more than that. Um, more than that, that Hawks, that team. Atlanta Hawks team. I'm telling you, I admire their grit. They're tough. No they're question. mentally tough. They're physically tough. They don't, they were not intimidated in the least bit really in any of these games. I mean, they came out and took no. it to them in game one. And I know Capella was getting abused by Embiid in the first couple of games. But that that alley-oop game that they have between he and Trey, uh, Trey Young is really effective. And Embiid, you know, was getting, you know, sort of, he was caught in between. Should I go out there and, and defend Trey for his, you know, the tremendous floater that he's, you know, can typically nail? And as soon as he'd step away, boom, Trey Young throws it to Capella for an easy dunk. They killed him all series on that. Because he is he is he is he is maximized and, and, and perfected that just loft shot. That just loft shot. He can loft it up there and make the shot, mm-hmm. or he can loft it up there for the dunk. Yeah. And that's that I mean that's 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 an incredible skill to have. Yeah. To know exactly when to do what. You're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. I mean, I, I that part, that aspect of the game. But then I also look at this aspect of the game. How Collins yeah. kicked the 76ers' ass by himself. He punked him. He totally Excuse me, Mom, did. but I'm pissed off right now. What? Excuse my language, Mom. You know I don't do that around. But I'm just saying right now. There you go. <laughs> I love that shot. I got to get me one. <laughs> I know where you can get it. I, I know a guy. I am pissed Bro, off, Barrett. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Collins by himself punked that 76ers team. Mm-hmm. You can't tell me, you can't tell me nobody wanted it more than yeah. Collins and, 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 and Trey. And Horner. Both How young, about Horner? He got Horner. killed by another ginger. Did us in. It was, it was oh bad enough God. with Carson Wentz and his poor play and eventually like leaving OP town. Taylor. I know. He was 10 of 18 from the field. 10 Bro, of 18, saw- Barrett. I saw this meme, man, with uh-huh. him. With him, uh, remember what is, was that show called, man? Oh my goodness, when um, uh, the 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 nerd guy with the glass, the ginger hair, and um, he's like he's like he's like a, like a like Napoleon a dumb dude. Dynamite. Yeah, Napoleon Dynamite. The movie. Remember, yeah, remember his yeah. brother, 
was yeah. was, was, was about to marry uh, married the black girl. Yeah, I saw I saw a meme with Hoarder sitting there laying next to the black girl like this and said, "This is what's gonna happen to Hoarder when he gets back to Atlanta." <laughs> uh, uh, I think Xander was telling me about that this morning. That, uh, that right. was uh, that was a big one on social media. Oh, come on, man! <laughs> Hoarder by himself killed Curry, man. But you right. can't. You can't fault Curry because I mean the dude's six seven. He did whatever he could. He fouled yeah. him. He did whatever he could do. We got to change the matchup. Yep. But he killed us by himself, man. Yep. I mean, they wanted it more than the Sixers team. Yeah, they did. And that's that's a bad thing to say about a team. They're tougher than the Sixers. Exactly. I yeah. can see if you're if you if you're undermanned or that team is just better than you are. But that they were over. Um, the, the Sixers were overmanned. I mean, they 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 were the better team. They outmanned them, but got handled. They had more spirit and honor. Well, not necessarily honor, but more more drive and fight than the Sixers team. And they just wanted to go out there. I mean, if, even if things just start as far as taking the ball from guys or doing a little right. extra stuff, they did all that. No doubt. Come on, man. Now, did you happen to see? Um, I, in fact, by the way, Xander just sent me this this meme. It's hilarious. Oh yes, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's great. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Do you think he went to what? What's the uh, the name of the strip club Magic, down in Magic Atlanta? City. Magic City. Yeah, he's feasting on some wings today. Yeah. Right from Magic City, him and Lou Williams. Him but, and yeah. Lou, him and him and Sweet Lou. At Magic City right now, getting the lemon pepper wings. <laughs> no doubt about it. And I tell you, you know, there were some other things. I mean, it, it was it was a total team loss. I know we're going to really kill Ben Simmons, and and I get it. Uh, but you know, Thibel with another brutal foul of a three point shooter. That's happened two big times. He did it with Trey Young uh, two games ago, and last night he fouls Porter in a key spot. They were down one at the time. Uh, with you know two minutes and something left, I think, and and he fouls him, and I'm like, oh my god. He's gonna sink all these, and he did. Oh, all three of them, man. Yeah, just totally. And then, and then MB, you know, the last play of the game, you know, he he bounced the, you know, the ball off his off his leg, his foot, man. I mean, I he was trying to play hero ball at that point, right, right, right. He's been doing it entire, you know, the entire season, the entire playoffs. But I I hate when he thinks he's a point guard. (laughs) But in in truth, be told, he might be more of a point guard than Ben Simmons will ever be. (laughs) Well, if he does, Ben does come back. I, I think they take him out of that capacity. Yeah, I mean, he's got to be, be the a, four, right? Yeah, you got to be the four. You got to be a facilitator from the stretch four. I mean, he he has I, he, I think he has a better game than Draymond Green as far as seeing the um, seeing the court, understanding mm-hmm. what he needs to do, playing defense. He's better than Draymond Green, but Draymond Green is just a better shooter. But he has to take that capacity and you know and 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 give the ball up as far as being the, the point guard. I, I just can't see it because as a point guard in this league. You got to have a two man game in which you can shoot, man. And he's mm-hmm. not that guy. He, he, no. just, he just he just won't do it. Can't shoot free throws. Can't you know he, he can't shoot the jumper. Charles Barkley said it. He said he he's scared to shoot. Yes, I mean, can you imagine no. that? Oh well, yes, I saw it. Not imagine. Okay, I know. I'd have to imagine anything. Saying, like like I a player it. that is as talented as he is in all his other aspects, and he's got a lot of he's got a, an extreme amount of talent. Okay, drafted number one overall, you know, cruised right through, you know, one season of college, goes right to the NBA, and he's scared to shoot. I I just, to me, it's just, I can't comprehend that. 
What? You know, as, I, as a professional athlete yourself, I mean, you, what 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 would a similar thing be for a football player? I mean, is it like a you know a, a quarterback that all of a sudden is is scared to throw the football? I mean, absolutely, absolutely. You know? Carson Wentz was scared to throw the football in fear of messing up his stats, in fear of uh, not completing the ball. He would he would just he just wouldn't throw it. Mm-hmm. He'd hold the ball so long that you know he gets sacked. Um, I'd equate it to I equate it to an offensive lineman blocking somebody but not being able to touch them. Just blocking like this instead of using their hands. Mm-hmm. They're going out to try to block guys like this, like they did in the old days. You know, right. going like this. Instead of you can grab and touch and throw them, you're just blocking like this. Right. It, it, you play basketball, you grow up shooting the ball. Yeah. Everybody wanted to be a shooter. Right. I mean, That's it's, what you it, wanted to. it's the first thing you do after right. like maybe I mean, think I'm trying to think back because I played basketball and, you know, that junior high school and things like that. I was never I was a pretty decent shooter, you know, standalone shooter, but I couldn't play. But that, that was right. the first thing you did when you got a basketball in your hand. What's the first thing you do the first time Shot. you get it? You try to put it into the into the basket. Right. Whether it's exactly. like, you, got a, you know, you're you're a little tiny little kid and you got like a four three foot rim the first thing you're doing is trying to put the ball into the hole into the hoop <laughs> it's just i don't understand unbelievable bro he passed up a dunk yeah to pass it to thibel thibel who was who was double who ended up being double teamed yeah come on man you can't I, I wait it's, a, it's like the basketball and on the offensive end of the court is like a hot potato with him yeah he can't <laughs> he can't get it out of his hands fast enough i mean i i you know over the course of the last couple of years since he's been here i find myself watching games where i just watch him because i'm hyper i've always been hypercritical of him okay and i'll watch him come the, across the uh half court with the ball and he immediately looks to get rid of it. And then he goes down to the low block and just stands there. And he's out of the play. And it's four on five. And it ruins the spacing. It ruins all. It, it bogs the, the offense down. And then at the end of the shot clock, there's Embiid trying to make a play like he's a point guard. And, you know, to try to get a shot off. It, it It's just, it's not basketball. I don't know no. what it is. But it's not basketball. Every once in a while. They'll bring attention, you know, to that run out to Seth Curry. And then Seth got the ball to him down at the block. He was able to dunk it. Mm-hmm. If it's not transition basketball. Right. Where he's running he's, downhill. Yeah, he, yeah. He's good for nothing. I mean, uh, he'd have to play in a system like, you know, remember UNLV? UNLV played that system where it's just run and gun, play defense to start the break and just run and gun it. Mm-hmm. That's 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 the only system he could he could play. Loyola Marymount. Back yeah, Loyola Marymount. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know. <laughs> Well, they, were, hey. they were just going end to end. And, and here's another one while we're throwing out shade. Tobias Harris. How many layups has Tobias Harris missed? Oh, my God. He misses then, more two-foot shots than anybody in the NBA. He was taking it to the cup and then it just it, – yeah. Yeah, yeah, It was just rolling out this time. I'm like, bro, I hate to do it to you. <laughs> but come on. I mean, you know, I, and, I just, and, and those should have been made, man. You, yeah. They would roll in and they'd roll back. It was just – it just wasn't for him yesterday. It just wasn't for the, I could feel it throughout the game mm-hmm. and my stomach started rolling. And I mean, I felt like I was playing in my playing days. I felt like I was on the court. I felt like I was in a Sixers uniform. And that's what makes me so mad. Mm-hmm. And you know what else made me mad? What's that? I just went out and bought two jerseys. Wait, two Sixers jerseys? jerseys? Yes. Oh, both in beads? 
Yes. Which ones two. did you get? You didn't get red that stupid black blue. one with the no, cityscape no, on it, did you? No, no. Right, I go. bought the red one and the blue one. Okay. Thinking I was going into this half, uh, going into to, uh, the next round. Yeah. And I was going to go to a couple games. I was going to a couple games. In fact, I was supposed to meet some of my uh, coworkers from NBC. Um, you know, one of my producers, great producer, man, one of the best producers up at NBC, Mike uh-huh. Mohern. I was supposed to meet him at Chicken and Pete's. But I couldn't because my son came down and, and watched the game with me. Him and his friends came and watched the game with me. Okay. But I was going out. I was going out there. And I can only imagine if I'd have been out and watching this game. Yeah. I watched it at home. I probably got kicked out. I, I didn't watch it at home, too. But I, I DVR'd it, out. too. I DVR'd it to go back and watch it today, and I couldn't do it. I, I just couldn't stomach it. I'm like, I, I don't need to see this again. Now Barrett's muted. What what is going on? I don't man? know. Your connection looks terrible. It's all blurry. <laughs> I don't know what 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 is happening. What it's, what went it's, down? Six is rubbing off on my computer, man. <laughs> let, let, let's uh, do. We need to get Amy Fadul in here to, to reconnect right. your computer. <laughs> I was watching well, hey, her I last think we should night. Get her on tomorrow. Oh yeah, oh, yes, I was watching was her last night. She was pissed off. She was upset. Yeah. <laughs> you don't Tell understand you. how like she she's a basketball. She's a basketball guru, man. Like oh, yeah, people she really went to don't Kentucky. understand. Yeah, she so went to Kentucky. because she went to Kentucky, you know, she studied under that whole, you know, when they had the great players there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So she studied under those guys, and 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 when she looks at, it, you don't get a lot of what she because she's a point guard now on the show, right? So she really doesn't give a lot of analysis, but she could be an she can be an an, uh, an, analyst, an analyst and, and break down games like a, like a Doris Burke. Exactly, she yeah. could do that, but she they use her as a point guard. Mm-hmm. But I sit back and I talk to her, and I can't wait. I'm going to call her. When we get out the show, I'm going to call her and set everything up for tomorrow. But I'm telling you, man, she's going to break it down to me and, and, and her husband's sister like this. And he's a guru too now. Mm-hmm. But he's, well, he, he loves he loves Villanova. He's a Villanova guy, man. That's, that's all. He's a right. Sixers guy too. But he, both of them dogs sitting down and talking to them, it's just like you're, you're, you're on a show. Right. I mean, it's they, their breakdown analysis is like they're on a show, man. That's awesome. I mean, it's it's great, man. That's great. Now, you know, uh, the other thing that I was very disappointed in, and you know uh, from the show back at the trade deadline, I was in support of them going out and getting George Hill yes. as, as the yes, guy. Me I, too. Figured, I figured it was a guy they could get, and he would come in here and, and play a good role for them. He really disappointed me in this series. I, he looked there were times really he old. Was wide open. It was times he was wide open, and mm-hmm. he was still looking to pass. And that's where I know him as. Hill is a three-point – he was a three-point specialist. And yeah. I thought that was what his job was going to be. Now, what also pissed me off is how do you not get Maxi implemented into the fourth quarter, man? Mm. You should have started him out early in the fourth quarter so he'd have been good to go yeah. and, 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 and generate some offense. That was the problem. Both teams got cold in the fourth, midway mm-hmm. through the fourth, and nobody could hit – the blind side of a um, the broad side of a barn. I know what but, was Trey. What was Trey Young like? Five for twenty three or something? Right, right, right. But he hit the big shot when he needed to. And from he hit from, that from one big three, too, man. Yeah, oh from man, deep in the middle of the court, he shot like two times before that and missed it, bounced off. But yeah, why don't you implement Maxi? Maxi showed that he can control the game. He can go out there to generate uh, uh, the speed of the game that the, the Sixers play well at. And yet we're playing half court ball when we should have been running and rocking and rolling like we did the last game. Yeah. No Where was Maxi at? Why not put Maxi in? 
What was the deal with that? Yeah, I mean, Doc, you know, Doc has uh, a lot of a lot of answering to or a lot of things to answer to. He did not have a great series. There's no question about it. Now, I, I know we said that, you know, if they lose this series, you know, <laughs> I think Aton said they have to fire Doc. And they, I don't right. think there's, that I don't think that's happening. No, no. Um, you know, but the Doc Embiid Ben Simmons thing cannot come back. You can't run that back. Right, right. You can't. Now, I don't know what you get for him now. I, you know, he's he's destroyed a lot of his value that he had, you know, a year or two ago, maybe even in the regular season, you know, middle right. part of the regular season when he's, you know, rolling up, you know, 16, 18 points against bad teams. They could have traded I, him, but hindsight's 2020. 20. We'll see what Daryl Morey does, but I doubt they bring that well, threesome back. No, they can't bring that threesome back, and I think they will. In fact, I think it's going to be early. I think it's going to be an early trade. Just like if you look at the trades going on right now, I mean, look, they're trying to get Westbrook to L.A. Oh, is that right? Can oh, you believe that? He's on LeBron's Can you believe list. Yeah. Yes! Le- LeBron's sitting in his Beverly Hills mansion with his list you know, of all the guys that he's, gonna, he's just going to re- reconstitute the roster with the Lakers. Maybe Ben believe? goes out there. Right. Right. I mean – I think Ben could be a, a good chess piece out there because he hasn't he doesn't he doesn't have to be a scorer. They have right. people that can go out there and do it. Ben needs to be in a place where they could just run and gun. Like yeah, you, I think he'd be. You can't be a max player and not and not give. Well, you there some lies scoring. the problem. I mean, right, my there lies God. the problem. All right, did I you mean, know yeah. that the the Hawks are just the third team? in the current playoff format, which has been in existence since 1984, Barrett, to make the conference finals despite having a losing record at the All-Star break. The Hawks were 16-20 and 20 at the break. Wow. Uh, how about that? Enter Nate this? McMillan. Yeah. Right. How about this? How about they didn't even have Hunter? I know. What if he was there? I know. Because then you have Herter coming off the bench. Right. Right. And and you know and he and Gallinari and Lou Williams that's an that's a nice little you know offensive punch coming off the bench. Uh, well, they, Nate they, McMillan is also the seventh coach in NBA history to take a team to the conference finals during a season in which he became the head coach during the season. The previous wow. four that also did it: Ty Lue with the Cavaliers, you remember that back in 2016. Yep. Pat yep. Riley did it twice: once with the Heat in 06. And with the Lakers back in '82, and Paul Westhead in 1980 with the Lakers when they beat wow. the Sixers, um, all led their teams to the NBA championship. Man, bro, and you know, Adam, that's supposed to be right, man. They, he just got. I think. I think that. Uh, you know, Doc was was over his head. He got mm-hmm. out coached. I mean, he, he got personnel wasn't right all the time. And you're in the playoffs. It has to be right. There's so little of margin of error that you can't you can't afford not to make the right decisions. That's right. what got Andy out of here. Andy's last three years, he wasn't making the right decisions as far as in game, um, in game timeouts, in game, you know, all this stuff. So mm-hmm. he, yeah, now he corrected him. Won a championship, was in the last Super Bowl, but you can't. You can't do that, man. You got a small amount of time to maximize your potential as a team. This team was good enough to make it to the NBA Finals. They were good enough. And yeah, they should have been. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they, they're good enough. And I, I, I really think that 
coaching had a lot to do with them not being able to get there. Yeah. A lot has to do with, you know, Ben, you know, we'll say that, but I, I really think that coaching was definitely a, 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 a huge issue the last two and a half games. A well, yeah, and, and how much of that is Ben and how much like like Doc has to, had to sort of like you know, sort of like, yeah, right. He's not only coddled, you know, he coddles him and, and sticks up for him in the postgame pressers. And I get all I get why he has to do that or why he feels he has to do that. But you're sort of coaching around his inefficiencies. Exactly. I mean, exactly. It's, it's four on five every time you're on the, in the half court on offense. And you can't situationally play like that. You can't. You can't have a player out there that's not going to give you things from an offensive standpoint. Mm-hmm. And 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 it has everything to do with the with the demons that he has in his head. I mean, he's he was mentally gone the last two and a half games. Ben was mentally gone. He was not yep. there. And he, I mean, and, and he he admitted it himself. That's one thing about the top tier athletes. They could turn it on and off when they need to, but more times than not. It's harder for them to turn it off than it is to turn it right. on. You look at the – I mean, Jordan never turned his off. No. He was he was, he was so competitive. He was betting, you know. Yeah. He, he's betting well, we, doing we can't We can't even bring him up. It's like, you know, right. comparing golfers to Tiger Woods. You just can't right. do it. Exactly. But like Dom Lewis on the stream says, if you're getting beat by Kevin Herter, you deserve to lose. <laughs> <laughs> he's right about that. No disrespect to Kevin Herter. He's a nice shooter, but my God. Right, right, he right. He says, if I'm going to lose, I'm losing to Trey Young, not Kevin Herter. I don't know. I don't know. That's it, man. Yeah. But, you know, once they saw how hot he was, why not make an in-game adjustment? Justin, put Ben on him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Put Ben on him. You know, I know you needed you need, you need his Curry out there to shoot threes for instant offense. But sometimes it's better to stop the bleeding first, mm-hmm. then put him back in. Because now, he, we got a, he, he was unstoppable. He was he wasn't doing anything one on one. Now we got a new uh, member basketball. of the stream here. I'm seeing this, Brad. Uh, Brigadier X Pira P I R A says a 47 year old Iverson would ball out on Ben okay. Simmons. You buying that? <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> This connection is terrible. Bro, I, I mean, I can't take anything from I, – Iverson right now. Yeah, right. Iverson right now. i 47 years old. Is he 47? I can't believe that he is 47. Well, is well yeah, because I, I was I was in the league. Wow. I was in the league a year before. I got drafted 95. He was drafted 96, right? Uh, Yes. Yeah. And then he's a he, – um, he came to the league early. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Two yeah, years he's, at he's Georgetown. Like, I think it was 96 yep. was, was his draft. Yep. But, yep. man, that's incredible. I'll tell you. Now, I, I just – I am so, like – I feel so empty, Barrett, because I really thought that they were going to get us into the Eastern Conference Finals. I didn't know if they were going to be able to win it. Probably not. Uh, but I would. I wanted six games against Milwaukee Me to too. talk about. You Me know, get, get us well, into early July. And I thought we were better suited to beat Milwaukee as opposed to beating this – the uh, the Nets. Yeah. So I was thinking, all right, this this is this is made. You know, it's a match made in heaven. I mean, we're gonna roll through this. This right. is why this is why this team was supposed to, you know, make it to the finals because everything fell the way it was supposed to fall. I know. You know? You think about it. The Wizards, the Hawks. I mean, that's a that's a pretty doable. If you're sitting there saying, you know, two months ago, hey, you're gonna have only have to beat the Wizards and the Hawks to get to the Eastern to get to Conference the fi- Finals. Final. You're thinking, Phil, we're there. Right, 
But then you look at the big three at the Nets. You're like, all right, yeah, yeah. So then right. you're thinking, all right, we got you know you got the big three with the Nets. You know, I hate to do it to you, but they're not bringing, they're not beating KD, Irvin. You know, right. they're not beating those three. But then you get, but maybe then you get they Brooklyn get without out. Kyrie. Yeah, right. But then they get knocked out. But and and and, and all the Sixers have to do is just win now, just win, baby, win. Right, and we're right, playing we're against a team a, that I think we have better suited for. We're going to take a timeout. We uh, we're going to be joined by John Clark, or supposed to be joined. He is scheduled to appear, as they say in the business. Uh, when we get back from NBC Sports Philly, maybe uh, we can get out of him what he thinks they're going to do with Ben Simmons. You know what kind of value he might have, uh, and a whole lot more Sixers related with John Clark. When we return, you're listening to the. Middle, right here on Jacob Media Sports YouTube channel, Harry Mays and Barrett Brooks. If you missed any of today's show on the Jacob Media channel, listen to the podcast on your way home. Available on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. In the Wildwoods, our free beaches are spacious and welcoming with plenty of room to spread out. Your seat will be waiting for you when you're ready to visit. The Wildwoods, creating cherished family memories for generations. Attention women of South Jersey and the Delaware Valley. Sign up right now with our lady NRA instructor, Nayara Andrzak, who will teach you gun safety as part of this three-hour safety class, which is being held at Delaware Valley Sports Center in Philadelphia. For information, drop an email to info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. That's info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. Learn the fundamentals at Delaware Valley Sports Center. You can't miss. Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. All right, welcome back. Jacob Media YouTube channel, The Middle, with Harry Mays and Barrett Brooks today. we got no Aton. Aton is on baby watch right now. 
And uh, we're looking to uh, check in with Aton, hopefully around noon, find out how his betting went for the weekend and to see what the update right, right. is. I know Barrett is very interested in this whole baby situation. Right. Uh, those are the only texts that he sent out to the group for the entire weekend. But right now we're going to bring on our buddy John Clark from NBC Sports Philly. He's got the fantastic podcast, Take Off, uh, which is uh, just, just rocketing up the charts uh, wherever you get your podcast, and he's joining us from a from his automobile again because he's always on the move. Now, oh, where man. are you right now, John? Welcome to the show. Uh, I'm getting ready to uh, go to a workout. Uh, didn't really sleep that much last night, uh, trying to wrap my head around everything that happened. So, uh, trying to uh, burn off some uh, some bad bad energy, bad vibes in this city today. It's bad, isn't it? It really is. They ruined Father's Day, which is really a shame, John. But a question, since you just brought this up, how long does it take you to sort of decompress after a game when you get home to be able to go to bed? Because, you know, doing the job that you do, I've done similar things, not what you do, but it takes me a it takes me a couple hours just to be able to get tired to go to bed. Yeah, I left Wells Fargo Center probably about 1230. I got home and uh, NBA TV or TNT had the replay of the game. And I wound up watching the second half. Man, is that torture. But, um, you know, you really kind of you're, you're trying to make sense of it all. You're trying to say, why did the top seed in right. the East? Why did the team with the best record in the East lose this game to uh, Tom McGinnis was on our show last night. He said it perfectly. It's like uh, the Atlanta Hawks jumped the line. The Sixers were building every year to get to this point. And it's like the Atlanta Hawks just jumped right ahead of them. Mm-hmm. The younger team right now, um, they're built with shooters. That's what this league is about right now. This Atlanta, that Atlanta team, man, I was thinking they were the worst team in the playoffs, but they definitely showed me something, man. I mean, they were well balanced. They had mm-hmm. a killer instinct. They wanted it more than the 76ers team. Yeah. And when I look at the roster and look at the roster that we had over the season, there's no way this team shouldn't be playing in the finals. The way they were built, the way the cars lined up, and me and me and Harry were talking about it. I mean, you look at it. We're in. The, we're going in the East. We're going to play uh, the Wizards. Then we play the, the Hawks, and then the Nets get beat. Who I thought were the, you know the best team in the in the league, and we have it right there. Just 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 it unfolded for us, and we do this. How how was the team? How did, when you look at that team? How does a team go out there and, and play with such a laissez-faire attitude in a game seven? You know, I think uh, I think there were certain points during the game where they got tight, um, felt the expectations, the weight of ex- expecting uh, to do this. The city expected them to do this. I mean, Tobias Harris, um, I give him credit for battling because you saw him battling, um, but man, he missed so many layups. And, you know, I just, I think that's tightness. Um, yeah. You know, the the true superstars in the NBA, they show up in the biggest moments when the game is on the line. And, you know, when I went back and watched that fourth quarter, um, yes, I think it is extremely difficult for a team to basically play four on five with Ben Simmons shying away from just about everything offensively. And right, right, right. Court, you know, not even on the court with a minute left. Then I looked at other moments where, of course, Joel Embiid, the big moment with a couple minutes left or less than a couple minutes left where, you know, he had the turnover uh, 
in the post. Could be a second. Yeah, he had eight turnovers in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matisse Seibel, you know, fouls uh, a three-point shooter. Uh, and I saw Doc Rivers' reaction to that on the sideline. He couldn't believe it. Um, there were so many things that happened. But, you know, I think overall, um, you know, Joel, yes, eight turnovers was terrible. And the last three or four games, he did not um, – perform greatly in the second half as far as finishing and and getting shots to go Uh, and obviously he wasn't himself because I think he would have been banging in the post more and tried to just dunk more and get to the rim more instead of settling for fadeaway jumpers or things like that but you know look some parts of this team are young I think they miss Danny Green especially when Seth Curry has to defend Herter I mean that that really was a sore spot for them last night. But overall... Wow, you're right. Look, overall, I mean, Ben Simmons, you cannot have a point guard or a max player that is literally afraid to shoot or shying away from anything to do with the basket. Um, And, of course, everybody's talking about passing up the dunk. I mean, I've never seen anything like that in my life. And, And I was trying to think of other sports... You know, is it like DeMarco Murray running out of bounds and and doesn't want contact? I mean, Philadelphia will not stand for someone who is shying away from something. If I'm Ben Simmons, uh, and look, I know it's in his head about the free throws, but I would have said to him, don't worry about it. If you miss free throws, you know what? We'll live with that. But you need to attack the basket. Continue to try to go to the rim, attack the basket. Don't worry about getting fouled. That's the thing Philadelphia cannot stand. Yeah, and I saw on your Twitter here, John, follow John on Twitter, at NBCS. The Sixers are the first number one seed in the NBA to lose three home games in a series within the first two rounds since the 1968 76ers. Wow, that's wow. some history. That uh, how did that, that team is so good at home, John? They lose three games to the Atlanta Hawks. I mean, how does that happen? I know it's really inexplicable, and that's yeah. why I stayed up uh, through the night just watching the game again. It's it's really hard to understand. I mean, how does a team that showed so much offensively against the Wizards and really the first part of this series against the Hawks, um, how do they disintegrate like that offensively? And there were so many different lineups. And you probably went to the bench a little too much. Okay, I understand Joel Embiid is playing on a a small tear of his meniscus, and I really do think that affected him in the second half. Maybe some conditioning as well. But when you have an injury like that, you know, during a game, it's probably going to wear you down. Um, And and you're you're playing on one leg, uh, maybe in the second half because of uh, of playing all those minutes, and you see how much Joel is sweating. Right. In, in the second half. So, yeah. you know, look, it, it, it's stunning because the Sixers and Ben Simmons, really, they're a great regular season team. But we have seen this with Ben Simmons going back three years ago in the Celtics series where they did such a tremendous job on him defensively and almost dared him to shoot. T.J. McConnell came in a couple games and did a better job. Two years ago, they gave Jimmy Butler the ball yep. in the Toronto series. And then... Last year, Ben's not in in the playoffs, of course. And then this year, I, I was trying – I asked several NBA people who have been around forever. I'm like, can you remember a time where someone, a point guard on a team, 
was so afraid and tentative to shoot. And I actually called Sports Radar, a sports information company, and I asked them about taking only three field goal attempts in the fourth quarter in a seven-game series. series. Yeah. yeah. And there's only one other starting point guard in a seven-game series over the last 25 years who's attempted that few shots. And it's Eric Snow in the 2006 uh, playoffs with the Cavs. Ben Simmons is a max player. Wow. He's an all-star. It can't happen. You need to improve in those areas instead of going backwards. My big thing right now, man, is, is, is you know, yeah, the players play. But, I mean, Doc has a lot of accountability in the way he, he used situational basketball, uh, putting players in, leaving players in, taking players out, and Ben Simmons playing the way he's playing, but not putting in Maxi after he showed you some of the last couple of games. Oh, how he can get this team spark, get them going, get them a little attitude in the game. They lack attitude and intensity in this game a lot of the time, especially in the fourth quarter. Why wouldn't he take this young guy who does who doesn't know that he's not supposed to be this good and allow him to go out there and try to ignite this team a little bit? I mean, start him early off in the, in the fourth so he if the game won't be too big for him at the end of the game. I didn't see enough Maxi in this game at all to really, you know. Give me a good sense of, all right, Doc knows what he's doing right now. Yeah, and, and obviously they want Ben Simmons to defend Trey Young, of course. Um, you know, I agree with you. It would be a fascinating thing to see if you could go back and play that game with Maxi in the role of point guard. The job of a point guard is to create scoring, mm-hmm. either yep. by passing to someone or you score yourself. Whatever is the best way to create yes. scoring – and Ben Simmons did not do that. And you oh, know, like uh, like CP3 just did, like yeah. CP3, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, you know, you're right about something. I, the thing that I didn't notice when I was watching the game from our press seats, when I watched it again, uh, two in the morning or whatever, is the body language of the benches or or the team when they were in timeouts in the fourth quarter. You saw know. Gallinari mm-hmm. and, and other Hawks just. In each other's faces, hype. firing each yeah. other. Yes, hype. The Sixers were sitting there like they were going to lose. Like they knew right. it was inevitable. Mm. And, and that, you know, the psyche, you know, and look, I, I can't say this for sure. I had a couple people on my podcast recently who talked about when you go through a process and you try to lose, it is so hard to then teach young players how to win. Mm. So, Look, I'm not saying that happened, but you went through some years of a really tough process. Um, and really, Ben Simmons was not there for a lot of it, right? Right. Joel and Ben were injured. But, um, you know, it, it, it's like yeah, Doc Doc and Daryl Morey coming in here, you know, you have to create a new culture. Right. Where, That's exactly what it is. Culture. That's what it yeah, is. Where, where these guys are, you know believing they're going to pull out a game like that. That game was so winnable. When Trey Young is one for 12 in the first half and five for 23 in the second half, I'm sorry, in the game, that is a winnable game and a game you should win on your home floor. No doubt about it. Now, he did hit the big shot with about two and a half minutes to go, uh, like great players do. But, yeah, if you're, if you're going to say, if you're gonna say, hey, game seven is at home and Trey Young's going to shoot five for 23 from the field, you're thinking easy Sixers win. You know, book it. You know, we're playing Milwaukee. Let's go. Unbelievable. 
Uh, John, I know you had uh, Dirk Nowitzki on on the podcast recently. Now, what was uh, did you ask him anything specifically about the Sixers? And do you think Ben Simmons will be back? What was Daryl Morey thinking while he's watching that game unfold last night? Well, you know, Ben Simmons obviously was almost traded at the trade deadline. And, you know, who knows? Maybe the Rockets didn't want to trade him to the Sixers. Who knows? The Nets gave up more, um, but he was almost traded. And I think after seeing this team for a year, yeah, they're a great regular season team. Mm-hmm. But in the playoffs, if Ben Simmons is not a threat to shoot at all or score, which is stunning because obviously during the regular season, you'll see they're, they're, it's like Jekyll and Hyde. Some games he's very aggressive to get to the basket, and then other games he's shying away from it. And, and, and Doc Rivers had to tell him in game three to be more aggressive. So, you know, there's there's like a mental block or um, a tentativeness that needs to be solved or else he can't be here because you can't win a championship like that. Um, his inability to be a threat offensively, I think, is the major thing holding this team back. And, you know, interviewing Dirk Nowitzki for the podcast, um, obviously, we're so impressed with what Joel Embiid has become. He improved so much this year. And it is a shame, once again, that he is not fully himself with this injury. Um, but Dirk said, you know, because Dirk, Dirk being a, a bigger man, seven, seven feet tall, that he had to learn better ways to get his body right and ready for a season, better conditioning uh, to take care of his knees and things like that. And, and Joel is probably going to have to do a little bit better with that. He improved his conditioning this year, but it probably needs to be improved more. And it's tough for a guy that size. Yeah. But whether it's the injury or uh, the minutes, he, he did not. Um, he, he did not produce the same way in the second half of games. I believe he had 17 turnovers in the last two or three games in the second half, hmm. and and you know, was not able to make his shots in the second half like he did in the first half. So, um, you know, I think those are some big things. And look, the NBA is like every year young players learn, okay, wow, I got to do better in this. You saw it with the last dance of Michael Jordan getting beaten up by the Pistons. But Ben and Joel are going to have to do those things, and Ben Simmons is going to have to take this a lot more seriously. Um. You're right, man. You're absolutely right, man. When 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 you when you pass that threshold of of, of you know you're six something, you do have to con, 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 you have to condition yourself differently than most. You can't go out, man. When I was playing, I played O line, so I'm six foot five and a half. At the time, I was weighing three hundred forty pounds. I would not condition like they you know condition little wide receivers and DBs. You know, it, it, it's more of a grind on your body than it is you know if if, if you know Maxi's out there conditioning. So you have to learn how to play the game, play within yourself. Stop running after a lot of those, you know, those balls that are hitting the ground. Stay off the ground a little more. You have to play your body. You have to use your body differently. That's just like in a quarterback when, you know, they're out there, um, you know, learning how to slide as opposed to taking the hit. Those are things that Embiid has to do. But what I did see from Embiid, though, is a killer instinct that I didn't see in the rest of the team. You know, talking about culture. I think that's a big, big, big thing that, you know, you're right. We haven't talked about, you know, a winning culture being a locker room. Like Cleveland 
has been Cleveland, has been Cleveland. They're learning the new culture. And that's why I thought Maxie should have played more because – talking about the Browns. Yeah, yeah Browns. Yeah, yeah, Browns. yeah, yeah. But, yeah, we're talking about losing teams, the Browns. But when you think about a guy like Maxie and then you look at Shake, those guys don't know about that losing culture that's been in that locker room. So maybe it's time that, you know, these, these younger guys get an opportunity to start playing more and doing more. You know, what are the chances, you know, that – Changing the guard and Ben Simmons is out of here. Yeah, and look, you know, Danny Green comes from winning cultures, winning the last several NBA championships, and he's won three of them. And yeah. that was a big loss on the court, uh, once again, to be able yeah, he'd to. Yeah, he'd have stuck Horder. Yeah, he'd have stuck Horder. Yeah. He'd have stopped that. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, I think the little holes on this team were exposed. They don't get exposed in the regular season. They get exposed in a playoff series when the other team can really see you up close and say, okay, this Mm. is one of their weak spots and we're going to attack it. Um, Yeah. It's Daryl Morey. There's a lot of work to do here. um, No question. To to get them over the hump. And, you know, you just worry, you just worry that they had a tremendous opportunity here with the path that Barrett Brooks laid out um, that, that, you know, you hope five, ten years down the road, you don't say, wow, that was their best chance. Yeah. Hopefully yep. that's not the case. Yeah, hopefully not. But it's interesting, John, and I'm sure you know this already, but the, 20, the Atlanta Hawks went to the Eastern Conference Finals back in 2014-15 with a totally different roster. They had my, Paul Millsap was on that team. Al Horford was still really in his prime. Jeff Teague, Bazemore, and a whole different group. They got to the finals, lost to Cleveland, and realized that like they had to, they maxed out that roster. They had to start making some changes. They totally changed the roster, and now have gotten back what seven years, six, seven years later without tanking. It's pretty yeah. interesting. Wow, different yeah. process, different. Right, pro- right, totally different. So the process, I mean, it's basically netted us uh, Joel Embiid. Yeah, um, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. The whole thing with Ben Simmons and shooting. I mean, when you bring him into the NBA, fact that he is going to get better as a shooter. Mm-hmm. Now, Brett Brown, who obviously was not a head coach before, he tried to implore Ben to shoot. He even right. said publicly, I want him to shoot one three a game. I want him to shoot a jumper. I don't care if his agent, his father, he hear it. I want that. Elton Brand going into two different seasons says Ben is going to shoot. Mm-hmm. He's going to shoot this year. I remember that video that Ben posted uh, from working out in California before going into the bubble last year. He said, watch out. This is coming to Orlando. And he was shooting. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is incredulous that he has gotten worse as a free throw shooter and that he still will not shoot. I mean, The number one thing a basketball player does when they get out on the court, right? When you're a kid, the first thing you do, you don't stand (laughs) there and take a charge from a ghost. You go out and you shoot the ball. Right. We 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 just talked about about that too. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I mean, isn't it, isn't it stunning that at this point we are talking about this? That's crazy. Now, Doc Rivers, Doc Rivers came in and said, well, it didn't really work with Brett and Elton Brand trying to push him to shoot. So I'm just going to back off and I'm going to say, Ben, you do everything that you're comfortable with and that you do best. Yeah. 
And that hasn't worked either because in these playoffs, it was all exposed. You can't do that, man. You know, and, and, you know, looking at hindsight right now and, you know, I remember, I remember, you know, we're in the same shop and we were talking about, you know, the difference between Ingram and Simmons. Mm -hmm. And we saw a facilitator and then we saw an all around basketball player in Ingram. And, you know, as you know, as as a city, we wanted Ben Simmons. Hindsight looking back, man, look at Ingram now. Look at Simmons now. You know, yeah. What would yeah. you like? I mean, which which guy would you like? You know, not like you know, Jimmy you know. Butler. You know, we had Jimmy Butler too. <laughs> you know, you could have kept him. <laughs> right. I hear you. I hear you. I mean, I, I I just you know you see Ben Simmons in warmups and he practices all of the different jump shots. He shoots the three. He practices all that. Why are you practicing that every single game, pregame, and you don't bring it into the game? Just the threat of him taking a shot helps. Well, even if you don't make it. Even if you don't make it. The threat. Right. You know, and that's it. You you have to be able to at least at least make them think about it. You know, I was thinking, you know, Charles and those guys on the set. What made Charles so dangerous, not that he was a three-point shooter. It's the fact that they oh he had the galls to go out there and shoot it if you know if you just leave him wide open. Then they once he hit the three point arc, they're not looking for him to do anything but drive. So they sag off of him. He's just worthless at that point, you know, in the game when it comes to offense. And I don't see how you can you can go on at this point, go forward with Ben and not, you know, not understand this is all you're gonna get. He's not gonna get better from this. He doesn't want to get better from this. So how do you go forward with Ben? You can't do Woo. it. Woo. Man. That's a lot. Seriously. It's, how about Shaq I, last I, I, night? How about Shaq last yeah. night, John? Did you see that? He unloaded on Ben. said he would have knocked his ass out if he'd have been in that locker room. <laughs> right. Wow. Yeah. You can't yeah. go forward with this. You can't. You can't. I mean, I was on teams where, okay, they were a run-oriented team. I was a mm-hmm. pass-blocking um, I was a pass blocking offensive tackle. You know, so I had to go. Right. They they brought somebody else in, and I had to leave. You weren't a fit, right? Yeah. So certain players don't fit certain schemes. How does get- Ben, you know, fit this this scheme going forward? Yeah, that's Daryl Morey's job to figure out. We got to let John go. He's got to work out to to uh, get to. We appreciate uh, twenty minutes uh, with John Clark. Follow him on Twitter at jclarknbcs, and make sure you take. Uh, Take in the Takeoff podcast. He's got great guests coming up, uh, you know, each and every week on that. Thanks so much, John. John, how do you say you don't say, you know, he's going to play tennis right now. So you don't say hit him straight because you guys curve it and everything else. So I'll just say, you know, make sure you hit it with the racket, bro. (laughs) I'm going to take the shot. Yes, right, right. He will shoot. Uh, He's not afraid. Okay. I might miss them all. That's okay. But that's okay. Serve serve it up, bro. All right, JC. I'll holler at you, bro. Thanks, John. See you guys. Keep up the good work. There he is. Yeah, he's a must-follow on Twitter and Instagram, too. His Instagram oh, he's is got everything, man. on point. Yeah, but I, don't, I, I can't do that, man. He's he's on everything at every point. He's here. He's there. I'm like, you, you do too much for me, bro. Way too much for me. Everywhere you need to be as far right. as Philly sports, he's there. You can pretty <laughs> much like guarantee that. What it was, uh, who was that? It was um, Golden Tate. When Golden Tate. Was um first coming here. Oh, he was at the airport, right? So he, so he calls me up, say, Brooksy, I can't make it. 
but I got a reliable source saying he's coming in at this time. Could you go take care of that for me? So he gave me he gave me a, a plug, and I went out the first person to uh, interview Golden Tate because oh, he so gave he it. gave you the heads up. <laughs> oh wow, wow! He couldn't do it, but he sent me to go. He said, "Hey man, uh, grab a cameraman, go over there." So I called him, grab a cameraman, met him out the uh, met him out the airport. That's awesome. So how do, how does that work? You just call in and NBC Sports Philly and say, "Hey, I need a photographer." Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. And, they, and they just there's just some guy hanging out waiting for a call. Well, bro, it's so bad that they said this. I said, uh, "Hey, man, uh, I, I'm going to um, interview Gold Tate. I need a camera." He said, well, uh, "Are you sure? Who told you this?" I said, <laughs> I, I got to go through all this. I'm saying, hey. John, you don't tell John to do this. They were like, oh, oh, John must have told you. I'm like, oh. yeah, John told me. Art is already coming. <laughs> oh, okay. So so the fact that J- John Clark's name was attached to it right, gave it credibility right, right. that it was actually a thing that was going to happen. I didn't they didn't believe you. Myself. Yeah, I didn't have the juice myself. I had wow. to go with, go with JC's juice instead. You know what no I mean? No good. Wow. <laughs> all right. Yeah, the stream wants to know about this shirt again. I am pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> Now, we actually, this was when I was doing the show with Bruno last year. There was one of the shirts that we sold on, on the website. Okay. And we actually stole the idea from another guy who was actually a listener. And we stole it because <laughs> that's Ooh. what you do. I don't, I forget his name. I, I do, but we actually, we acknowledged it on the show that we stole it. Well, we you, at least gave you, him the person, you the person I heard say it, though. Bro. I said it, but he actually made a T-shirt oh, okay, that just yeah. had the P word on it. But right. we added the I am and the off and then my signature. <laughs> that's what we did. So we, we right. posted it. Oh, well, man, that's that's, yeah. that's great work by you, man, because you're the one that did coin that phrase right there. Yeah, and it's really and not. You got to have your finger with, I am pissed because I can see you in the radio. Right. But people don't understand the expression when you're doing it. Right. I had all the I got all the emotion and everything when you said it. So, yeah, yeah I've seen it in action. Right. I think I, I think I was on with Baldy when I did it the first time where they made the drop out of it, the sound drop. Uh-huh. It was after an eagle. It was after an Eagles loss, I'm pretty sure, on like a Monday or something. And uh, I was just, you know, I, I was just venting. That's that's all. That's sometimes that's what we do here, Barrett. But we got Aton hopefully coming up uh, in a couple of minutes uh, to give us an update on uh, uh, his his wife and he expecting their first child. Uh, he had a big Father's Day. We got to catch up on, on how that went. And Barrett, I want to hear about your Father's Day too. I am not oh, a father. Yeah. Yeah. I am not the father. <laughs> so. Um, so, but, but we'll have to get, uh, get your father's day. Um, and then we got Kevin Kincaid, the great Kevin Kincaid from crossing broad coming up at 1230 right now. We're going to take a brief time out and we'll be back at the top with more of the middle right here on the Jacob media YouTube page. Give us a like, man. Press like. If you missed any of today's show on the Jacob media channel, listen to the podcast on your way home available on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. In the Wildwoods, our free beaches are spacious and welcoming with plenty of room to spread out. Your seat will be waiting for you when you're ready to visit. The Wildwoods, creating cherished family memories for generations. 
Attention women of South Jersey and the Delaware Valley. Sign up right now with our lady NRA instructor, Nayara Andrzak, who will teach you gun safety as part of this three-hour safety class, which is being held at Delaware Valley Sports Center in Philadelphia. For information, drop an email to info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. That's info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. Learn the fundamentals at Delaware Valley Sports Center. You can't miss. Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. All right, we're back. Jacob Media YouTube page, Fritz and Bean Cooley Studios, the middle with Harry Mays, Barrett Brooks, and uh, you're saying, where's where's Aton, man? What, what's he doing? Typically, we have heard, you know, already about his entire weekend and all the bets that he had in and the live in-game action that he, you know, he, he took part in. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna have to fill that that extra time, Barrett, with a whole lot of content. Aton uses up a lot of content with his gambling, right? You know what I mean? It's, I mean, it, it's, it comes in the most inopportune times, also. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we could be in intense conversation about this, but hey, hey, but you know, I had this this is end game. You know, right. I <laughs> he's 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 looking at a line for a tennis match in Berlin that's about to that's about to start. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got to get in on it. It's just hilarious. But <sighs> did you see? Hopefully, we'll be joined by him in a few minutes. And we got Kevin Kikay coming up at the bottom. But did you see Ben Simmons' Instagram post last night after the game? No, I didn't. Um, he got, as I'm looking at it here, over 47,000 likes at the time. I'm sure that's probably double by now. Joel Embiid says, Philly in all caps, I love you. Sorry to disappoint you again. But just know that I gave everything I had, knowing the circumstances. If there's one thing I've learned being here, it's the all caps toughness this city has. And that's why I played with a torn meniscus. And then he's all caps again. Thank you for your support all year long. I will always appreciate y'all. I see it now. You, you see know it? what? Now I'm not even going to do it. What? I goes, I hate to do it to you, but that's not enough. We ain't letting you off that easy. <laughs> we, we want more from him. We need yeah. it. Well, you know what I'm saying? The, the reason we need more from him is because we don't get anything offensively out of this guy. You know, and and and, and, and Tobias Harris misses like five or six layups. And that, you know, but during that time, both teams, both teams were um, you know, missing shots. You know what I mean? That they right. were missing layups, we were missing layups. But I really thought once they hit once once they had a four point lead, that was the point 
mm-hmm. where you have to, you know, put the stake in. That's when you're supposed to just nail it down. That's when you close the game out. Right. And how do you as a team learn how to do that? Well, it, it, it takes learning how to be a champion. This right. team does not know how to be a champion. No, they and don't. It takes, it takes, you know, the culture change for them to, to do that. And sometimes with that culture change, and personnel has to change. I know when I played here in Philly, my first two years, and we were pretty good. You know, went to the playoffs both years I was here with Ray Rhodes. Mm-hmm. Then after that, we went back to the old culture of what it was before then. It was a Buddy Ryan culture where you just wanted to go out there and, 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 and you know, beat up on everybody, but you were still losing. Right. So it really didn't make a difference. I go to different teams. I go to, to the Lions. Lions losing culture. Right. You know, I had to leave there and get this stank off me. Well, and I go to a winning culture with, with the Packers. Let, let me get back to the Lions because, you know, there's other teams like them in sports. You can We could pick them out in the various big four sports. But it's amazing how teams like that, franchises like that, will go through head coaches, general managers. You know, it's just like a constant changing of the sort of the executive management, if you will. Kind of like what's going on here right years. now? Uh, yeah, it's, 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 it can happen here. It's happened here Eagles. in the past too. Right. But I'm just saying like, but the Eagles have had a winning culture, yep. you know, even with Andy Reed, they had a winning culture. They just didn't win the, the ultimate game. But how is it that you can change all of those components all the time and still maintain the losing culture? Like uh, when you went to Detroit, that. what was that? How did you feel? Well, like we felt it when you were there, didn't you? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And the players that were there also. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you just can't get right, you know, and that's the way you felt. You know, I mean, look at um Barry Sanders, greatest back to ever play the game, but just couldn't get right. His expectation was, all right, no matter what I do, how many yards I get, we're still going to lose the game. Right. You it's know amazing. what I mean? Oh, there he is. Look at this. There, there he is. is. <laughs> Shander Show, at Shander Show on Twitter. His connection doesn't look that great. Oh, there he is. He's got the mask off now. Shan, what's up, bro? Tell me something good. Uh oh. Uh, look, I, I can gonna, tell you this: yeah. the the connection is not great at the hospital. So, right. I've already missed two teams, and I, I'm not happy. Oh. All right, <laughs> we are at the early stages right now of the process. Like we're we're out. Here's nice, the thing: Ben All Simmons right. might get traded before my. Before your kid is born. Oh my God, that's unbelievable. So, so in other words, this could take this could be a couple of days in the making. Barrett, he told us forty eight hours, and she was going to be in and out of there in forty eight hours. Remember? Yeah. Well, yeah. at this point, you know. No, I with, said with little. Yeah. Go ahead. Ah. Jeez, I hate to do it to the hospital. (laughs) This hospital Wi-Fi, we have found a worse Wi-Fi than Barrett Brooks's house. Right, right, right. (laughs) I had to get, I had to get my, um, I had to get, you know, wired back in. I just noticed my, um, my grandson was messing with my computer. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. So now, you know, it's I I just got the hard line again, you know. So I plugged it back in as hard line. But it was just on, you know, because he had taken it somewhere and did somewhere, so I didn't have a hard line. So now that I got it back hard line, I'm good now. Okay, yeah, we're, man. Gonna, we're gonna stand by with a time. We'll try to get a better connection. But yeah, your your connection looks better now. And yeah, now that you yeah. now that you bring it up, here he comes. All right, I I should be a little bit better right now. Sounds better. Sounds better. A lot better. All right, 
So, yeah. So we're at the very, 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 like, she's not even in labor right now. We're, we're okay. in pre like induction stuff like that. So she still, she still thing, likes you right now. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? Um, I slept on that makeshift bed, you know, I, I got oh. this thing. So I get to walk around free, like, uh, you know, going into any room I want with this thing. It's great. Right. Um, I'm living off. I'll tell you, because the cat, you know, we got here late. The cafeteria was closed. So I'm living off of these things. These, these peanut butter and jelly crustables. These are Crustable. money, man. Are they? Yeah. Let me tell you something. You, you pop a couple of these and then a couple of the others. Well, you also get- you also get free ginger ale there also, man. So you got to take advantage of that, bro. Well, yeah. So she's on clear liquids. So she gets this clear tray and mm. it's it's like water. It's ice chips. It's ginger ale. They, they can't. It's like ginger ale. They have more ginger ale than anything in this hospital. Right, Honestly. right, right. I need to bring uh, the gym beam think, over. Like, what, what, yeah, seriously. Like what, what your mom or your grandma used to say, oh, yeah, just drink some ginger ale, baby. Like right. that, that shit is real. Like this is what they're curing everybody with here. <laughs> well, I drink <laughs> ginger ale basically every night with my bourbon. So I'm, I'm pretty good then. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's like mixing your booze with Gatorade. You won't be hung over the next day. Bro. I told you, that's why I said J- uh, Gatorade. I mean, uh, ginger ale, man. That's all I have, man. But Hey, at this point, what are the odds right now? Um, eight hours, 10 hours, you know, five hours, you know, give me some odds, you know what I'm saying? 10 to one. Yeah. Can we bet on this? Can we <laughs> right. bet on this? Yeah. I mean, Joe B only needs this much, you know, he'll set the odds now. Yes. Now here's the thing. I can't tell if I'm freezing or if Barrett's freezing mm. because I'm at the hospital and, and my shit is wonky, but Barrett, I heard, and I saw that, that yours was a little, so it's, it's messing with my head with Barrett's freezing up because Harry looks smooth and, and Barrett may freeze, and I'm thinking, oh shit, this is me freezing up again. It's not me. I'm I'm, I'm no, good. No, Barrett Barrett was uh, bad because his uh, okay. his, gr- his grandson was messing with the wife. That's great. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> was not jacking in an Xbox or something? Yeah, <laughs> bro. He's watching YouTube Kids, but then I'm on YouTube. I'm listening to the stuff he had on YouTube's Kids, and it's cussing. I'm like, bro, what oh. are you watching? No oh, cussing. God, that's no fussing and you know? no action. <laughs> We all see it. Yeah, we all see it. <laughs> well, Eitan, I know you, you got a vent. You didn't get to go on TV today. You were telling us that when you uh, oh, I was really upset out on that. it. You're very yeah. upset. What, what I mean, did you lose any bets with Jarek as a result of the results of this series? No. The, the two bets that I made were before wins. And mm. to be fair, like, there wasn't anything – Right, because that was Friday night that he was on that we talked about that game, and they won Friday night. Right, okay. So there was never anything like, if I win, I get this. I should have bet him, like, give me my own TV show Right, I win, <laughs> right? Something like that. Exactly. So, no, they're, they're, I didn't lose any bets with Jarek. I happened to lose a couple of money bets. But, you know, look, I, I think, honestly, at this point, it's beyond trading Ben Simmons because that's that's a must. Like Ben mm-hmm. Simmons can't play here anymore. But look, neither can Tobias Harris because that's a contract that is just going to eat you up for not the return that you need. And I, I hate to say it, but look, the reality is nobody's going to fire Doc Rivers. But Doc Rivers has to be on the hot seat right now. That hot seat could last two years, mm-hmm. right? Because Brett Brown got way too much rope, and and he should not have been here this long. But here's the biggest thing, right? The biggest thing was 
And I'll just equate it. First off, I'm very upset. And it's not just about money. It's just about in general. Like that, that was an, an out. We're not on the radio, right? No. That was an outright national public fucking embarrassment. And the city <laughs> was held hostage by these young kids who were smelling their shit. I love it. Look at that. I love it. Perfect. I figured it they was were perfect smelling their shit all year because they were told, oh, you're the MVP or you're the defensive player of the year or you're this or you're that. And they lost to a team that they are more talented than. And spare me about Embiid on a leg and all that. That's not an excuse because we were giving him props when he was battling through a drop in 39 and 40. It's just a non-factor. Like, I don't even bring up the knee. And look, we said this the last time. Man, he just gets in shape. Man, Ben works on this. They get some help. That whole double doink with Kawhi, they'll be better. They'll be in the final. They were, look, we were putting these team in the finals. We were putting this team in the Eastern Conference finals, and they believed it. We can do that. Barrett mm-hmm. can tell you that. We can do that. We have every right to put this team in the NBA finals. It's the people on the field that need to live up to it, on the court, on the ice. that live to live up. And look, that's what's disappointing about all of this is that they can live mm-hmm. up to it, and they should have lived up to it. But you know Absolutely. what? Now it's four straight years in the second round. Yeah. And Doc Rivers adds to his tally of blown leads in the playoffs. And you know what? You have to move Ben Simmons. You have to move Tobias Harris in that contract. And you have to start looking at building around Joel Embiid for the next three years. And you know what that means, guys? I'll leave you with this, and then we can talk. I'm just saying as far as me venting. It it means you overpay for 32-year-old veterans who can come in here and win in a year. Because Joel Embiid is ready to win right now. The team was not. And I think, honestly, that behind Harry, this is what it was. If we're going to wait for Jalen Hurts, and this is a wait-and-see year for Jalen Hurts, we just got a wait-and-see year with Embiid and Simmons, and guess what? It doesn't work. It ain't working. Yep, you're right. Yeah, I don't think there's any way they can bring him back. It's interesting you bring up Tobias Harris. He's got to be out, too, because, you know, how how do you think um, Daryl Morey can can move – Ben Simmons, like you're not going to get, he's not going to, he's not nearly as valuable as he would have been, you know, maybe prior to this season. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, That's what happened with Harden. I mean, they actively tried to deal Ben Simmons earlier in the year with James Harden and it fell apart. And some of it, it was just the Sixers were not going to go over the top. But look, now they are. Now the Sixers are the desperate ones. Before it was Houston desperate to move Harden. Look, we saw that even in the Harden deal. It's very rare that if you move a big name, and I'm not saying Simmons is this guy, but I'm making a point where bigger names and bigger stars, you rarely get even like 80 cents on the dollar back. It's a team who's desperate to move a big name for a reason. And very rarely are you getting 80, 85 cents. So I I think the only way to mitigate the damage of what you get back for Ben Simmons is to make a big push at somebody and throw Tobias Harris and Ben Simmons in there. Unfortunately for the other team though, you now have to pay. Think about this. You now have to pay max money to two guys to really get you like one and a half worths of players Mm -hmm. because Simmons (laughs) is always going to kill you on offense. And if Tobias Harris doesn't get you 20 plus points, he's worthless. And if Simmons isn't locking somebody down on the defensive side, he's worthless. Well, yeah, you're right, man. Amazing. I mean, I, I I think I passed the point with 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 Simmons as far as getting value for him. Um, I I think I you know I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. I I like Ben, I like Bryn 
what he brings to the table for the most part. But, you know, me liking Ben and the expectation of winning are two different things. You know, Ben is a good dude, but Ben needs to, you know, take ownership of what he's not doing, and he's not doing that. And that's where the problem lies, and that's why I say he has to go. It's not because of Ben or who Ben is. It's what Ben refuses to do. And that's acknowledged that he has a problem, that he doesn't shoot enough, and for him to keep milking it like, all right, you know, I bring others. No, I don't want to hear that other stuff to the table. That's all a crock. Give me what the NBA is about, and that's scoring. The days of the defenders is over. Nobody's mm-hmm. paying Dennis Rodman, Ben Wallace, and those guys max contracts um, for playing defense. You know, they gave you max conf- uh, contract because they want you to score more, and he didn't. Yeah, they, they were going to lose him. Yeah. And they were concerned that they were going to lose him, so they had to pay him max money. And, and you're right, man. Like, think about when you're applying the money here and you're looking at the whole scene with with what Ben Simmons is, the biggest microcosm that can be boiled down – was that business decision he made last night. And they ripped him on the broadcast for it because he had a wide open dunk, really. And yeah. instead, he tried to make some sort of like dish off to Thibel. And Thibel's like, well, shit, if, if nobody's going to do it, then I'll do it. And right. he took it to the rack. But like that right there is ultimately where Ben Simmons is thinking something. And, and I don't know if he's thinking like, oh, I'm just going to make the extra play like to make the flash or if he's just genuinely concerned about the contact and going to the line but you know what either way either way that's a problem nobody nobody does that in the nba man nobody he said in the post game you can choose to believe him or not that he thought collins was behind him and was going to possibly block him i guess like so what so what (laughs) you know right right and speaking of collins is there a bigger like i don't think i've ever seen a bigger middle finger stuck oh, out it. to where he shows up in the post-game interview with a T-shirt of yeah. him dunking on Embiid in South Philadelphia. Like, that wasn't in Atlanta. This was post-game, him yeah. down in the court and him wearing that shirt. And it's just like, man, is, is does that not sum everything up right now, which is that these guys came in. And once again, they came in smelling their own shit. Yeah, no Bro, doubt about it. Look at look at man, look at the two of them, man. I mean, Trey Young and Collins. I I I, I hate and them, but I love them. Don't forget I Herder. 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 Yeah. Herder, yeah. Exactly. Hey, I love them and I hate them. I gotta ask you before we let you go, uh, and appreciate a couple minutes here at the hospital. Yeah, I'll uh, be back tomorrow. You, how did you do with the uh the, the your golf bets? You know, you're wagering on the uh, US Open. So, I, I actually beat uh, DeShambo on the back nine yesterday. I shot 42. He shot 44. Awesome. Yeah. awesome. And I'm sure the rougher was a little tougher at, at your spot, too. It's pretty bad. It's yeah, pretty exactly. Bad. Right. Exactly. Uh, here's the thing. So we're going to bring him on. He's, he's a great dude, Max. I, I work with him at the oh, other yeah. site. And, and he's a sharp when it comes to golf. And I, I think you guys will definitely get along. Great baseball guy, too. So we can talk a lot about the Phillies and, and why they're dog shit but i tailed him on a louis bet so twenty dollars to win 800 this was i think day two maybe it it wasn't to start the tournament so i was watching this louis bet now we hit um we hit a bunch of top we hit a bunch of top 20s uh we hit three top 20s i hit morikawa and uh bryson top 10 and then also the at the so this is what I did. 
Louis, right? Um, we wanted to hedge Louis, uh, and I, I was just like, "All right, I don't know what to do." So Ra- this was before Rom. This was when Rom was still down a stroke. I got him at plus one twenty five, and okay. I just hammered him like ten units, and was just like, "All right, let's go." Nice. So, so yeah. So look, the Louis bet was twenty dollars to win eight hundred, right? So clearly, these things are small shoot uh, shots in the dark, right. but. The one that the one that I d- was able to hedge at least was was Rom and look that was amazing you know I was yeah. watching that before we went in there the Sixers game was a little difficult watching here last night but that was amazing theater just just to watch the ending of that yeah he birdied seventeen it, and eighteen he gives you a big fist bump and you know, huge was, putt too what was that yeah. like eighteen feet he knocked in right to, yeah I think so and he was in the up. bunker he got up and down yeah. from that bunker it's it was amazing stuff. Great weekend. No, it was of a golf. lot of fun, man. Over yeah. the weekend, it was it was definitely like the Sixers was the big drag, you know. Yeah. But it was it was a lot of fun. And my God, the Clippers, Clippers, you know, yeah. Like, How about that? This, this is amazing, right? And that Absolutely. goes against the Doc resume too, doesn't it? Everything. Yeah. Everything. Now look, CP 3s out, so we'll see what happens when he comes back in. But they won game one without him. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And and that's that's what I mean. Where this thing could be over fast, and we yeah. may now see. I I don't know, man. It's it is bizarre, but I know the NBA is hating um, the teams in the East right now. Oh, I know Milwaukee <laughs> and Atlanta. Yeah, Kevin freaking Herder. They could they could have Bro- they could have had Brooklyn and Philly, and now they got Milwaukee and Atlanta. Seriously, you're right. I, I hate to you're do right. it. Look, here's the thing, too. Like this is another thing, and and I'll you know I'll leave you with this just a couple of thoughts about next year. A lot of what happened this year was guys getting hurt. Brooklyn lost because guys got hurt. Yep. Right. Denver had Jamal Murray the out. We the Lakers. Lakers. Yeah. Exact. Kawhi Leonard is out. Like, and you know we'll see what happens. Guys got hurt. Guess what? All right. Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving. That shit works. All right. When these guys come back next year, that's going to be scary because you're not going to see two to three guys down for a significant period of time. So the Sixers thinking like, oh, yeah, let's just run it back. Nonsense. You're going to get beat worse than you did this year. Yeah, this was the opportunity, man. I mean, the road was just just a paved highway to the championship. Everything's so, so disappointed. Yeah, me too, man. So, aren't you angry though? Yeah. Too like I, you know what it is too. It's it's like I I really I want to. I don't know, man. It's like it's so easy when something goes well for this team. It's so easy to get behind Joel Embiid and just be like, "What an awesome story! It's great! It's great!" And when things go bad, I don't know why, because I'm like you guys now, where I just want to put all my my negative attention on Simmons yeah. and, right. and Harris too. But I'm just like, get this out of my face. Like, get out of this city. Go away. <laughs> you know, in game six, I don't know if you guys were thinking this. I'm thinking he's getting he's fouling just so he can get off the court. That's yeah. where I am with this guy. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, you ha- it has to come in your head at this point. Yeah. Look, I mean, he, it's, it's amazing. And you know what it is? Uh, honestly, think of this. If he shot 65 to 70% from the line, which is mm-hmm. going to take time. Like that's not one off season. That's two years worth of time. Right. And people here may not have the patience and I don't blame you. But if that guy, look, this is what ultimately is going to happen. I'll tell you this. In Philadelphia fashion, what's going to happen is Simmons is going to go out to L.A. or or somewhere 
closer to LeBron. Somebody's going to get to him. And the next three years, he's going to turn into like a 70%, 65% free throw shooter, which is enough, mind you, to put up like 18, 20 a night because he'll then go to the line. And we're going to be sitting here like, are you serious? <laughs> like, yeah. are you serious? Yeah. Only us. What Only happened? Us. Yep. It's destined. It's destiny. <laughs> That's but what's you know, going to happen. Until then, he's shit from, from <laughs> offense. Because right. of the free throws. It's like, dude, one thing would change you. One thing yep. would change. That's, that's most it. athletes do that, though. Most Amazing. athletes that most athletes here in Philadelphia do that. You know, I myself, you know, I left here and, and I, went yeah, and played I heard you other places. Yesterday. And, Rob and, Ellis and uh, Marcus Hayes brought you up as a guy oh, who, it? yeah, as a guy who played here one year and it, it wasn't working to what the Eagles thought when you stepped in right away. So like true Eagles fashion, they gave up on you wow. and they said, nah, he's, he's not worth the second round pick. Let's just keep it moving. And next thing you know, you're winning a Super Bowl in Pittsburgh. Wow. That's, what ah, That's a nod at all right there. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking about it. Wow. I couldn't dude. believe it. I, I thought at first he was talking about Brandon Brooks and he's like, Oh yeah, Barrett. <laughs> and they were talking about second round and uh, who went down? The tackle went down, right? Yeah, Bernard Williams. Uh, Bernard Williams. Stop smoking weed. That's right. Stop smoking weed. It's a oh, wonder they didn't that... say that on the show. <laughs> it's a Should wonder that we get that here on the middle. Right, it's right, a wonder right. that uh, Robbie E didn't try to ring up Barrett and bring him on the show when they were talking about him. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That is true. Barrett probably ghosted him. No, no, he, you know he knows he called it. No, no, no. I don't ghost anybody, man. I don't ghost anybody. The show I, before I you. Well, the show before that was talking yesterday about um, was talking about Bob Breakfast on Broadway. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. yeah, and how great of a show that was. That was uh, I, it was Ruben Frank show. and Ray Diddy, and Ray oh, Diddy okay. was just now Rube was too, but Ray Diddy was effusing praise on the program. Well, I mean, you got, I mean, it's not it's it's not bad when you you know you're going to work with Jillian every day. I mean, that's. That's things, that's things that's, could be worse. Right, right. You know, four o'clock in the morning, even a you know, a, a, a rollers and hair jillian is, is, is better than just hey, me right. by myself. You know what I mean? That's not there bad. were many times I was showered and ready to go at, at five or, or five thirty in the morning. But I'll tell you, when I knew I was on that show sitting next to her, it, yeah. you could not afford put to on be your that deodorant. person on set. You, you need Harry. deodorant, you need a little cologne, Everything. you need the whole the whole deal. Everything. All right, Harry, just to stay up. Yeah. I told I said, look, hey man, I need you to come on my show, man. Come on my show, man. You you know, he's like, What? Oh, without a doubt. What yeah. time do you need me there? I said five o'clock. Whoa. No, I'm <laughs> yeah. still there. I'm still there. <laughs> you right. Oh, yeah, I'll do it. All right, Aton. We appreciate you checking in, man. Keep us it. updated. You good know, luck, with you guys progress. Like everything's going well here, right? Uh, so far. Yeah. You know, okay, good. Yeah. We'll, well, you're we'll, in good hands with Sander, too. So we'll see how much we have left in us. We're gonna be right. doing some Eagles stuff on OT. We got Kevin Kincaid coming up at 1230. There he is. There he is. Yeah. What up? He's, he's checking in. He's, he's got the pollen. Uh, <laughs> people on the stream were asking if he's gonna check in from the home and if he's gonna be covered in pollen dust. No, <laughs> I, I painstakingly went out here and I cleaned all of it up. It was disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> it's like just green, green slime everywhere, man. Oh, that's awesome. Horrible, oh. horrible. All right. Well, we got to take a break here in a bit and we'll okay. uh, two or three minutes and we'll come back and uh, we'll get your thoughts on this horrific hmm. meltdown by our 76ers and, uh, and a whole lot more. Uh, I know Crossing Broad has uh, been all over it, man. So we'll take a, a brief time out. We'll be right back. Uh, don't go anywhere and punch that like button for Jacob Media Sports, the middle.
If you missed any of today's show on the Jacob Media channel, listen to the podcast on your way home. Available on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. In the Wildwoods, our free beaches are spacious and welcoming with plenty of room to spread out. Your seat will be waiting for you when you're ready to visit. The Wildwoods, creating cherished family memories for generations. Attention women of South Jersey and the Delaware Valley. Sign up right now with our lady NRA instructor, Nayara Andrzak, who will teach you gun safety as part of this three-hour safety class, which is being held at Delaware Valley Sports Center in Philadelphia. For information, drop an email to info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. That's info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. Learn the fundamentals at Delaware Valley Sports Center. You can't miss. Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Welcome back to the middle. Harry Mays, Barrett Brooks. Just heard from Aton live from the hospital. Finally got his connection fixed and uh, gave us some great uh, updates on his situation. Uh, his wife's still in, you know, not even really in labor yet, uh, Barrett. And, of course, we're joined by Kevin Kincaid from uh, Crossing Broad. And you got to follow him on Twitter. He's, fan- he's fantastic. At Kevin underscore Kincaid, spelled K-I-N-K-E-A-D. Uh, but uh, Barrett uh, and Aton said that his ba- Ben Simmons may be traded before his wife gives birth. <laughs> your, th- your thoughts? That's pretty good, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, just glad that you opened this segment by telling me that that's what was going on because I was about to make a joke about Aton not showing up on his own show oh. during like the big after a game seven. I was like, what are we like handing out vacation willingly here? No, but yeah. that's, that's good. So I'm glad I didn't stumble into that mistake. No, no, but he did. He he did have to miss two uh, TV hits this morning and he's oh. not happy about it. 
Well, listen, I mean, he does how many media hits does he do in a day? Like 17, 18. I think about there'll 17. Be, yeah. There'll be plenty more for where that came from. Yeah. But he's uh, a machine, isn't he, man? Yeah, he really well, is. Well, that's my name. My name's the machine, so he can't have <laughs> He can't have well, Look, you write and uh, and you do hits, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like a term of endearment, you know, and then right, it just right, sort of right. stuck. So here we are. The content isn't always good, but it's machine like. So that's that's kind of the now listen, if Daryl Morey's not I mean, I, I hope he's he's considering trade scenarios for ben simmons because it's just uh i mean what more do you need to see you i know, know. so I, and know. I hate to say you know because it's like uh man that was a tough tightrope to walk trying to be fair trying to call mm-hmm. that reasonably trying to point out all the great things that he does right and uh you're not getting sucked into that argument where man it seemed like the opinions on simmons were so far on both sides of the spectrum you know people bending over backwards to you know talk about the things he does well versus uh some of the types who were like, well, just shoot the jump shot, you know, and he was right. always a complicated guy with a unique skill set who created a lot of schematic and tactical wrinkles that were very complicated, you know, at the end of games. And, you know, the manifestation of that ultimately was it came down to what we said on this show the last couple of times I've been on, even when I went on with with uh, you and Aton Harry in the past, which just, mm-hmm. you know, fourth quarter, half court uh, needing to generate offense. You know, his skill set is just incongruent with what's required for that yeah. point in time. So, you know, now you've had three second round exits in, in four years. What more do you need to see? There, there no. is, there, there can be no run it back. No, they can. And you, you have always been fair in, in your assessments of him and you're a man of nuance, which is why we love to bring you on the show. <laughs> I appreciate be, that. Because that's not what our sports arguments are in Philadelphia. Yeah. And, you know, in, in the past, no matter you, you, you name the athlete or the head coach, whoever it is, it's, this side or this side. There's there's never any sort of common ground or in between where you can acknowledge, yeah, he is a great defender. He's a tremendous facilitator. He's got incredible vision, you know, and he's athletic and all, all these kind of things. But, you know, you have to – like people were so willing to sort of explain away the but because he was such a great defensive player. And it's like in this league, you can't, you've got to have some of both. Yeah, and – um you know, it comes down to the fourth quarter where there's only 10 guys on the floor. You know, there's five on your team. It's hard to hide yeah. one of those dudes, you know? I mean, even look at everything that's great that Seth Curry did in this series. You know, the Hawks were hunting him mercilessly in that game. So even mm-hmm. a week, even a, another weakness for another teammate was exploited seriously, too. So, you know, it's it's hard to hide that stuff. And Ben's limitations were very specific. And pragmatism's tough, you know? I mean, yeah. like, it's hard to walk the line. It doesn't sell very well. You know, it's mm-hmm. easier to just shout about one thing or the other. Negadelphia is very easy. Positadelphia is very easy too because you just, you know, put your you put your, you know, fingers in your ears and just pretend like you're not hearing any stuff that is valid. You know, so. Um, but more than any of that, we we now have like bulk evidence. You know, we have enough mm-hmm. film. We have enough seasons of doing this where it's like I don't know what more you need to see, and right. you just get to a situation, Harry, where it's like it it feels. It feels Carson Wentz like to me, not anything that has to do with on field or on court stuff, but just the fact that it feels like the connection between city and player is irreparably broken. Right. You know, and even if they bring him back next year and he, you know, says, Hey, I'm shooting jump shots, I'm doing this, even if they had a different coach or whatever, I don't know. I don't think you can convince people that there's any coming back from this, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I, I agree with them. I mean, it's probably a mutually beneficial thing. It's like Markel Fultz. It's like Ben Simmons. It's like anything where a guy's time just runs its course. And I think that's what it is. I think his time has run its course because 
teams know how to, you know, when you're playing a seven-game series, you're going to figure out what you can do and what you can't do. And that's exactly what uh, what, what the Hawks did. I mean, McMillan outcoached Doc. And at this point, looking at Doc and, you know, his resume is saying this, and he showed it again on in this game, not past the second round. But, I mean, just the little things as far as not putting Maxi in, after seeing what he saw he did last week, I mean, uh, la- um, the last game, and the spark that he gave the team, the facilitator of the game, he got offense going, he started the break. Those are things that transitional basketball that made this team better, and he didn't even play him in the fourth quarter. I mean, to me, I think that's that's – that's the worst thing he could have done is not get his kid an opportunity to at least be a spark plug for this team. When that was exactly what won you game six, you know, after mm-hmm. the debacle of, you know, telling me, you know, like basically like mocking me and saying, why would I take Ben Simmons off the floor? You know, and right. then he takes Ben Simmons off the floor and they win the game in game six doing exactly that. So yeah. it's like that, you know what it is, Barrett? It's like this marginal fine tuning rotational stuff. Mm-hmm. Like you can just say, I mean, you, you can, you cannot, go 10 deep in game seven of the Eastern conference semifinals. Like you just can't do it. It should Mm -hmm. never come down to that in the first place. You know, in the Toronto series two years ago, Brett Brown played two minutes of Greg Monroe, right? It was famously a minus nine. James Ennis got like 14 minutes and Mike Scott got 11 minutes. Other than that, the the starters didn't come off the floor. Right. You know, and I know that Joel Embiid is, is limited. He's got the knee injury, but this is it. Like there, there ain't another game after this. You know, like where is the like the urgency and the understanding that like there there is nothing beyond this. You know, and I know that you know with Doc and um, with Doc and Daryl Morey. Okay, this is your first year here, but you have to understand that the totality of the process and the seasons that came before you factor into how people are feeling and how your guys are playing. Exactly. So you can't for he can't come out and say after the game, Barrett, like, well, I don't want to turn this season into a negative because we had a chance to go to the Eastern Conference Finals. It's like that famous <laughs> yeah. Chris Rock skit. It's like you're supposed to, like you were supposed to go there. That that's right. what the the expectation was. And I know it's it's tough to come into that as a head co- first year head coach and a first year GM, but that's the reality of the situation. People don't want to hear that, you know. Yeah, I mean, you look at these other game sevens, like the the Suns. Uh, and the Clippers, you look out how short, uh, you know, some of the benches were in that yeah. uh, Brooklyn and Milwaukee game. I mean, it was like there's seven guys basically that played. And Doc starters. was telling us, Doc was telling us all year long, whenever anybody asked about Ben Simmons, and look, I'm going to be 100% honest, Doc got a lot of easy stuff this year. He didn't get a lot of hard questions from the media. Mm-hmm. And really, there wasn't a reason to do that because they were first place and they were playing well. Everything was on Zoom. There was mm-hmm. no in-person stuff. Okay, so he didn't have Howard Eskin up there challenging him. You know, he didn't have anybody, right. you know, asking him hard but fair stuff. I mean, everything that was asked was reasonable. Anytime, I mean, anytime somebody brought up Ben Simmons, it was like, I'm not worried about that. I'm focused on this. I want him to focus on what he does well. He's a treasure. He's blah, blah, blah. He's all that stuff. And I get it. All right, you're not going to throw your guy under the bus. Like, you're going to try this, the opposite of this psychology that they tried with Brett Brown. Brett Brown asked for more from him. Evidently, I have failed. Remember that famous quote right. about getting him to shoot three-pointers? Evidently, I have failed. So Doc Rivers tried the opposite approach and tried coddling him, and that didn't work either. Right. But I, we weren't going to get mad at Doc Rivers because we understood what he was doing. Mm-hmm. You know, philosophically, like, look, let's just leave the guy in his comfort zone, throw 100% support behind him and see if it works that way. It didn't work that way. And it didn't work Brett's way either. So if it doesn't work either two of those ways, there's no other way to go right? other than, tra- other than trading him. Yeah, Yeah. now, now I mean, you know, I'm not going to ask you to, to – tell us exactly because it's hard to figure this out but what kind of value does he have 
Like I think it's higher than people people realize because he's still young. Um, all of the other pieces of his game are there. I mean, it, if you look at it from the standpoint of it's mental and it's not any kind of physical limitation, you can sell yourself on the idea that maybe we can get him to shoot. Look at the summer league video of him shooting twenty footers out there. Like it's there. What happened to that guy? It's all there. I, I don't know. I don't know. But if if you're like convincing yourself, Harry, that some, something is like innately in there, and it's just a matter of pulling it out, mm-hmm. you know, by by tweaking him mentally or whatever, then you can convince yourself there's still a lot of upside. There. He's not a broken player. Yeah, not by any stretch of the imagination. See, it's it's all up here, and he admitted that. You know, well, yeah. that's what that's what being broke is, and you know, and understanding um, you limit yourself. You limit yourself by by being in your own head and and man that's that's a hard that's that's a hard box to get up that's just like yeah when i you know when i was a player you know um i got labeled after my eighth year i got labeled being a backup so for four years i played as a backup because they labeled me a backup yeah even though i was better than people that was in front of me i was still labeled a backup oh we don't need to start brooks we got somebody can you know the young guy to play he's he's an older guy so he just bring just bring him in. We can we can pay one guy. They can just pay me, and I'll play two positions, three positions on the field, so they could dress two other guys. Yeah. Well, I don't understand. You know, he's been labeled as a guy that doesn't shoot shoot jumpers. So what do you do? You work on it. So I worked on trying to be a starter, and it kept me in the league because it kept me competitive. You know, I you don't know what you don't know unless you try it, and he yeah. just refuses to try it. Yeah, and like you know, sometimes that just that that point in a specific location or city hits its natural finite end, and you just need to change the scenery, a mental escape, maybe go to a smaller market, just a well, total yeah, well, he's, change. He's, change yeah. Of yeah. yeah, he's gonna get he's gonna get ran through here. They 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 will be on him <laughs> ungodly, un they be ruthless on him. He will yeah. get booed if he comes back to Philly. Isn't it uh, funny, anyway. though, Barrett, how a lot of like at the end of this, assuming that it is the end, there was a lot of similarities to the Markel Fultz thing. Oh, yeah. It's like you knew that stuff was in there. I mean, <laughs> he's going up to the free throw, free throw line and they're they're clapping like it's like tennis, you know, like, right. OK, we're going to cheer you to make a free throw. That's how bad it got, because you knew that like. So I don't want to ever hear like any and people are going to try this inevitably and they're going to say, well. Some some idiot's gonna say they ran Ben Simmons out of town. They did not nope. run Ben Simmons out of town. They didn't run Carson Wentz out of town. They didn't run Markel Fultz out of town. These guys were standing there cheering for the guy to make a foul shot. Mm-hmm. So we can defeat that narrative it's, before yeah. it even starts. You know, but it's almost but, like we're apologists. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. I've, and I never see. I was sitting there. I was in the stands when Markel Fultz was when that happened with Fultz when he was shooting the free throws. And then I and I sitting there thinking to myself, like I've never heard a Philadelphia crowd do anything like this in my entire right. life. Yeah. That should defeat forever the idea that we're like boorish Neanderthal morons <laughs> because here we are throwing like unconditional support behind a guy who's just trying to shoot a free throw. We were like an emotional support animal for somebody. I, I know it was the craziest right. thing I've ever seen. The most blue blue collar, hardworking, lunch pail, emotional support dog that you right. could have. Right, right, right. And right. so that to me, that was like a turning point where it's like we are not the same fan base that we what? used to be. Bro, I was I was on the field with the for who for what, and I was in the locker room when it happened when he said it. And I can remember I was sitting there because this locker was right across my mouth. And he said, uh, for who? For what? We were losing the game. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember that. I look, I look, I say, what? Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> you know? since you brought up Markel Fultz, I mean, that makes me yeah. think of the, the overall, the process. 
Yeah. Uh, where are you with that whole thing right now? Now that we're sitting here thinking that Ben Simmons is probably going to have to get moved. Who knows what happens with Tobias Harris? It all boils down to what do we have? We have ben, we have Joel Embiid. Yeah, I mean, and that's what it really what it what it always was. You know, it was about maximizing the tightest Joel Embiid window you have. You know, it really wasn't long ago when people were going on Twitter and doing those polls. Who would you rather build around? Who do you want to build around? Yeah, Ben Simmons right. or Joel Embiid? You know, on the topic. Yeah, I know it's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, it wasn't unfounded at the time. You know, because. Joel was having a ton of injury trouble. He was a little older. You knew that his window was always going to be tighter than Ben's window, you know? Mm -hmm. So really where you're at right now as of 6-21-21 is trying to maximize the remaining window that you have with Joel Embiid. Mm -hmm. Every, everything else is expendable. Nothing else matters as Metallica, Metallica once said, you once know? Said, right. Yeah. right. So <laughs> you, you gotta like shoot for that. And even if you, even if, you don't have to trade Ben Simmons for Jonathan Simmons like they did with the Markel Fultz thing, but I think Portland would do the McCollum trade. I think mm. Sacramento might get in there because Portland's a team too that's like they're kind of stuck in the same rut with the same roster too. Yeah. You do like a like for like swap. Like what about maybe it works out. What about who? What about Del Lillard? What about Lillard? Instead I don't know if that. Well, I mean, I, I think that depends on how individually disgruntled he is or who he isn't, you know. Mm -hmm. But you know, if they end up sticking with him, then McCollum is. I think McCollum's gets a little bit buried up there on how good he is because mm -hmm. they're out there in La La Land in the Northwest, and, and Lillard's right. really good. So, like, I think people sleep on him a little bit. But you got enough Western Conference teams that are in rebuild mode that might take a swing at a, at a guy like Ben Simmons and try to make it work. I don't think it's crazy to think that you'd be able to get something decent for him, but it, it has to, it has to happen. We've got enough, we've got enough evidence to say that what they're, what they've done in the last couple of years, just say it just ain't it. It's funny. A couple of years ago, maybe what, three years ago, we were looking at the Minnesota Timberwolves with Carl Anthony Towns and some of the <laughs> other young players that they had yeah. as saying, that's what, what that's what the Sixers are going to be next year. And yeah. now, you know, the Timberwolves are, are trash. Uh, the Sixers are probably yeah. going to have to retool it again. Oh, and the Atlanta Hawks that. of all teams, <laughs> like John Clark brought up, they jumped the line. Yeah. They just went yeah. right, right in front of you. It's amazing. Can I say, can I say something on a macro level about the process? I always felt, because I didn't really join the Sixers beat until 2017, right? But mm -hmm. I was at Channel 3 before that. So me and Yuki Washington and Don Bell watched a lot of those terrible process games, right? And I think the divisive nature of the rebuild, because you were either really, really for it, like mm -hmm. a hinky guy, or you were really, really against it, it just made the justification of it result in these crazy expectations where you just yeah. had people say you're going to tank for three years i mean it's championship or bust or, or eastern conference finals or bust you know so you have a guy like ben simmons who comes out he misses his first year through injury you know his first season is like playoffs or bust this team's got it, they got to win a ring in order to justify all the losing that they did you know it's it created such a terrible environment that yeah. was probably it was probably justified though like the expectations for what they did were probably justified, but that is a ridiculously hard environment to play in when you're a guy like Markel Fultz, Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid coming back from injury. I mean, think about like you have these teams that like when they're kind of turning a corner, they have that fun transitional year mm -hmm. where there's no expectations really, but you see a lot of great things and people are excited about like it. Like you know, the Eagles the, now, right? Yeah, yeah. Like if the was, now. Yeah, and then the people Sixers, start that was projecting 16, like 17 oh in yeah. two years it's going to be our year you know yeah but yeah. you have to have that like in between year to have fun and kind of like take the the you know 
there's no expectations there right away. But these guys with the process because of how divisive it was, I just felt like they they came into the NBA with these like this weight of this like crushing expectation on their yeah. shoulders. Yeah, and he Fair crumbled point. under it. You know, at this point, you know, Ben is just mentally. I don't know if he's mentally strong enough to come back here. He was mentally strong enough to finish his playoffs out. So let alone come back another year with the fan base like this. It just yeah. might not be productive enough for him to come back unless he turns into another different player and, and becomes a shooter because, you know, this fan base is such that, you know, you, you just can't sugarcoat it. This is one of the yeah. – I, I played in front of Detroit, Green Bay, New York Giants, um, and the Steelers, and those are lofty expectations for Pittsburgh. If you don't make it there, yeah. they'll get you out of here, but they'll yeah. try to work with you. Ben is not trying to work with anybody. You know, even 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 Big Ben. Big Ben, you know, Roethlisberger, he had it where, you know, he won early but then hit a little lull, but they helped him. You know what I'm saying? He wanted yeah. to help himself. He's not helping himself. And, and I think the the, Yeah, and I think the thing that kills me, guys, is that, like, when you go back and look at the totality of this season, being the number one seed, uh, Boston stunk. Mm-hmm. Miami was a big disappointment. The Knicks stunk. The Pacers, who were kind of a pain in the butt, they stunk. Mm-hmm. Um, Brooklyn, all the injuries they had led to you getting the number one seed. Milwaukee was on the other side of the bracket. You, you will not get an easier path to the finals than this in, the, in, the, in the next to the finals. 20 years. The yep. biggest cakewalk. No for freeway the to the ever. finals. Yeah, yeah and no I don't. Doubt. I don't want to disrespect the Atlanta Hawks because they got some players, but there is no way on God's green earth that they should have lost to that team, losing ah, da, da. three three yeah. games at home. Ah, like you, yeah, you got to be kidding me. They 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 are not. They they will never. I went on Twitter and there's like a thousand like retweets for this thing, but I was not exaggerating. Like they, they, it's it may very well be like twenty years. Hmm. Before before they get some kind of path like that, you could you literally can, and add to the fact that LeBron was out, right? Okay, there was no dominant team in the Western Conference. They, Clippers, they no Kawhi, probably yeah. never have a better path, yeah, than they had this year, and they blew it. Yeah, I mean, they, no, not even close, man. They didn't have to play the Bucks. You right. know, the Nets beat the not Bucks. until the finals. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, yeah. everything just. Uh, you know, I mean, yeah, you're gonna sell, you're gonna tell me that all we got to do is beat the Wizards and the Hawks in a seven game series that we have home court advantage in, and right. in Game Seven after we lost uh, two other home games, Trey Young's gonna shoot five for twenty three from the yeah. field, and we're gonna lose that game. And the and Atlanta Hawks the starter, and yeah, and the Atlanta Hawks are down DeAndre Hunter. Right, nobody right. even like talked about that. Okay, Atlanta's <laughs> missing a freaking starter who played, player. who played well in the in the Knicks series too. Like you, you get you take like the. Uh, you could be like the ancient like Mayans or the Aztecs or something and wait for the perfect like time that only happens once every thousand years for like <laughs> mm-hmm. the, the sun to align with like the moon or whatever the hell you want to call it. And like right. the, the astrology, astro- right. <laughs> this basketball astrology only like like happens like once every 10,000 years. So yeah, that's the uh, ultimate disappointment to me. Right. They blew it. Well, yeah. I, I, I think Ben at this it. point. Ben is, is Ben has become the the Nelson Aguilar of the team. So is he going to do what Nelson did? Now Nelson went and had a pretty good season somewhere else, but still, you know, I, I see this is just like he ran his course here in Philadelphia. Nelson Aguilar, he went through the yips, the drops, yeah. whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I see he went on, became a pretty solid receiver. I see Ben is going to do the same thing. He's going to become a pretty solid, but he's yeah. a max. But but we can't get past the max player, and that, yeah. and that's where yeah. that's where I can't. That's where I have the mental block. Because if he wasn't a max deal player, 
my expectations would be as such that I wouldn't think he'd have to be a max deal player. Right, right, right. Because right, you he's sit a max there and deal think, player, he has to think like he's a max deal player. When you sit there and think of like the great defensive players in the NBA over the years, like defensive specialists. Right. I don't know. I'll give you like Bruce Bowen, Bruce Bowen yeah. or, you know, even ben like Patrick, Patrick Beverly or Ben Wallace. Yeah, ben or something Wallace like that. Yep. Would you have come close to maxing out any of those guys? No, <laughs> exactly. No, I don't no. know. There it is. <laughs> Dennis Rodman. Yeah. So, yeah, so what? So yeah. right there, you look at like you got look at guys like Kawhi Leonard and Michael Jordan, those like just like stout, like two way dudes, like mm-hmm. they could do it on both. You can you can point out all of the things that Ben does well on the defensive end. But then, like Barrett's saying, it's like you don't max that kind of player because we call that a role player, right? right. You know, yeah, he's, he's Shane Battier. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, and I hate being harsh like that, but that, but that's that's the, the reality of the situation. Yeah, you yeah. can't avoid that. It's like the other thing is too is like, what, 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 what? There, where, where do you go with him if he comes back? He's not a power forward. You know, you mm-hmm. can't have a power forward in the modern day NBA that can't shoot. Right. Okay. Yeah. Daniel you got to be Imagine for. if Gallinari yeah. couldn't shoot. Yeah. You know. So. Yeah. You see his limitations at point guard. He's not a center. Mm-hmm. When they play small ball five, he's not a rim, he's not a rim protector. Like they have, they they struggle with that. So you've you've uh, you've already traversed every avenue that there is. They played a motion offense with Brett Brown, where there was a lot of DHOs and zipper cuts and things like that. And you know, with Doc, it was more traditional pick and roll, mm-hmm. ISO, get out and transition, some of these double drags and things like that. But schematically and tactically, there there really isn't. I would be more amenable to Ben coming back if I felt like there was a path that they could go down that they haven't tried yet. But I don't, I don't, I don't know what it's, you tried that hasn't already been tried. You know, he's just in transition, running, going downhill. That's where he's, yeah. you know, he can give you something on offense. It's we amazing. all see it. We all, yeah, see we it. all see it. We see we all, all see the. It. We saw. <laughs> we saw these warts years for years. Yep. Yeah. But I mean, look, it's, this makes me mad because you look at a guy like Scottie Pippen that signed the, the worst deal ever, a trash ass deal. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and, and then Ben's getting a max deal. Yeah. I ain't hating because the money, man. I, I will never hate a player on get get your money, bro. He got his money, bro. But man, you know, you give me something, man. You ain't even kiss me, man. You at least kiss me before you right. just go ahead and just you yeah. know drop him. You just, just, Kiss me, man. You know, what, me, man. you know what the ultimate frustration Jeez. was, too, is that, you know, when people would always focus on the jump shot, I said a million times before, I don't always think that the jump shot question was predicated with negativity because I think a lot of people looked at this guy and they were like, he can pass, he can jump, he can defend, he can run, he can do all of these things. And if he adds the one skill he doesn't have, like, what is his ceiling? His He's ceiling LeBron was, James. Was crazy. Yeah. So yeah. I tried saying that to people over the years. Like, you got to understand that when people bring up the Ben Simmons jump shot right. topic, it's not always coming from a, a place of negativity. It's like right. they see like this, this possible greatness that could be unlocked. And I think that's where the frustration is because it's like, oh, it's like right, right there. That's it. You know? Yeah. That, that is yeah. exactly my my thoughts exactly yeah. on yeah. him for all these years. It's not, it's like I, I loved what I what he can do. Great. Yeah. You know, it's just like if if he just add this other component and he doesn't even have to become a three-point shooter. No. Like that was never part of my argument. No. Uh, would you want it? Of course, if you, you could get it, you'd want it all. But yeah. he could be LeBron James. He well, could. I mean, yeah. just this potential of, of, of doing what Embiid did. The biggest jump that Embiid did this year was becoming a very solid free throw shooter. Mm-hmm. And yeah. because of that, he added 10 to 12 points, more points to his game, which made him a dominant player. Yeah. If Ben, there's nobody else around you, just Ben shoot like nobody else is around you. If he would shoot better than 40%, 50%, then he'd add like 
10 extra points to his game. And I know. Question. And you saw, you know, it's funny because like, and, and Barrett, you can speak to this, like, you know, development for players. I think we like to think of it as being linear. Whereas like year one, you're going to be this year two, you're going to be this year three, you're going to be this. And it pro- progresses in like a, like a natural curve. Right. Mm-hmm. But that's not always the case for athletes. You know, sometimes they can just sort of linger here and then, it, you know, all a light bulb sudden, goes boom. off and they, and they take it, you know? So I think that's what we were trying to talk ourselves into with Ben Simmons would say, right. Hey, maybe, maybe at some point it's just going to like, it's going to click and he's going to take off, you know, because, um, you saw a little bit of this and a little bit of this and a little bit of this, but it, it wasn't it wasn't like he was offensively developing into anything that was different from year one. Like he looks like the same offensive player now that he was back then, you know. So you try to talk yourself then into like, okay, well, if he shoots better from the free throw line, maybe that extends to the rest of his game. Right. And then that took a step back. So even when you tried to like every single path you talked yourself into, every kind of like narrative you talked yourself into believing. Just not, none of it. None of it came to fruition, you know. All right, we got about three minutes left with uh, yeah. Kevin Kincaid. Last thing here: uh, now that the Sixers are out, are you going to be like the most Philadelphia fans and not watch the rest of the NBA playoffs, or are you are you in? <laughs> I will watch the Eastern Conference Finals because <clears throat> there's just a curiosity of seeing, like, hey, if the Sixers couldn't get it done, how do the Bucks approach it? You know. Mm-hmm. But I am beyond burned out. I'm so burned out on the Sixers team. I think I'm going to apply. I'm going to think I'm going to put him for vacation as soon as we get off of this uh, this radio <laughs> hit right here because it's just it's been a slog. And like I hate to say it, this is the worst part about it because they had a great season. Mm. They won a ton of games. They had a MVP runner up, a DPOY candidate, and mm-hmm. none of it, not a single bit of it, was enjoyable because yeah. everybody knew from the beginning it was finals or bust, and. Yep. Uh, you know, unfortunately, that's just the reality of the situation is that when you keep going and going and going and trying and trying and trying, that's, you know, the expectations are what they are and they're 100% justified. So, you know, maybe we look back in like a couple of years and can appreciate like the individual season that Embiid had or some of the things that guys did this year. But um, it, it's hard to to look at it that way right now. It's just hard to do that kind of season as a fan and, and in the media when you know that like if it ain't this, it's not acceptable. Mm hmm. I, I got to be honest, uh, I've kind of started to like that Hawks team a little bit, man, because they got some players <laughs> with freaking stones on that team. Well, you and know? if you told me that they'd lose to like the the white, uh, the Caucasian ginger, you know, oh. in game seven at home, I think that would have, nobody would have um, <laughs> expected that. <laughs> like, that's the last, that's the last thing. Like, here we go. Joe Juravicious. Right. Kevin, <laughs> Kevin Herter. Yep. Like, who are, who are some of the other dudes who have just Oh, we need a Mount people. Rushmore. That's oh, a great God. Mount uh, Rushmore. <laughs> That is a great Rob Rushmore. <laughs> yeah. All right, Friday Mount Rushmore. Uh, random Caucasians who have absolutely killed killed Philadelphia sports teams. <laughs> Philadelphia sports teams. We, we have we we should, we have we should have a ginger one like that also, man. You know, yeah. redheads that yeah. you know that that killed this um, Philadelphia teams. Yeah, Carson Wentz could go on there too as a type <laughs> question. Oh, he's number one. I mean. <laughs> Come on, he's Thomas Jefferson on the Mount Rushmore. Come on, man. Is he on Mount Rushmore, Thomas Jefferson? Yeah. I believe so, yeah. Okay. yeah. All right, Kev, great stuff as always. We always appreciate your uh, your uh, insight and read him on Crossing Broad. Go there every day and follow him on Twitter at Kevin underscore Kincaid. Thanks. All right, fellas. Always a pleasure. There Appreciate he is. it, bro. Later, All right. <laughs> we got to take our final time out, and we have OT on the other side, and we're actually going to talk a little football. I actually stole some content from another great 
uh, site. I will give them credit when we come back, and we're going to talk some football uh, over-unders with Barrett Brooks and Harry Mays right here on The Middle on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. If you missed any of today's show on the Jacob Media channel, listen to the podcast on your way home. Available on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. In the Wildwoods, our free beaches are spacious and welcoming with plenty of room to spread out. Your seat will be waiting for you when you're ready to visit. The Wildwoods, creating cherished family memories for generations. Attention women of South Jersey and the Delaware Valley. Sign up right now with our lady NRA instructor, Nayara Andrzak, who will teach you gun safety as part of this three-hour safety class, which is being held at Delaware Valley Sports Center in Philadelphia. For information, drop an email to info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. That's info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. Learn the fundamentals at Delaware Valley Sports Center. You can't miss. Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. All right, we're back. The middle on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Time for overtime. Harry Mays and Barrett Brooks. And uh, got about 10 minutes here. We're going to get into some football stuff I thought would be fun for uh, for Barrett. But it, just before we say goodbye to the basketball for today, remember, Trey Young was actually drafted by the Dallas Mavericks with the fifth pick in the draft after the Hawks, who were drafting number one, took Luka Doncic, and then traded him. Do you remember that, Barrett? And they took an enormous amount of heat for that, saying, wow, you're crazy. This is a franchise cornerstone player, and you're trading him for this little, you know, skinny little pipsqueak guard? Now look. Right. Dallas Mavericks, where are they? (laughs) And the Atlanta Hawks are in the Eastern Conference Finals. Wow. It's pretty amazing. You're absolutely right. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, if you look at it, man, that's kind of where the league was going anyways with, you know, guard, shooting guard, because at that time – um, Curry was that guy then. He was that dude then. 
Yeah. Now, Doncic you know is an amazing player. Don't get me wrong. I'd he, love to have him. But, yeah. but I just thought that was kind of interesting. You know, Trey wow, Young's going to the Eastern that. Conference Finals, and Luka Doncic is playing golf or doing whatever the hell he's doing. All right, so now, one one thing that I'm really good at, and there's, a, there's not many things, but I'm good at stealing content. <laughs> I'm good at mining Twitter, mining podcasts, you know, TV shows, you name it, for good stuff for us to talk about. You got to know what you're skilled at. Right. You got to know what you're good at. Um, so I found in the in the podcast, Bleeding Green Nation Radio's podcast, which is with Brandon Lee Gowton, who's fantastic uh, covering the Eagles, and Jimmy Kemsky, who's also equally fantastic. My guy, yep. Those two guys, of course, Jimmy with Philly Voice, yep. they came up with the 30 over-unders for the Philadelphia Eagles. And I listened to the first 10 before I had to start doing some other things to get ready for the show. And I got 10 of them here. And I figured in the overtime segments this week, while Aton is out, we'll go through maybe two of them each day and we'll get these 10. And what do you think about that, Barrett? I'll give you two of them today. All right. Give me a little, shoot it. Let's All go. right. Their first one involved Jalen Hurts passer rating. The over-under is going to be 87.5. Are you going over or are you going under? Oh, that's tough, man, because I think Carson Wentz, when in his hey, he was like at a – he was at 86 himself. He was yeah. at 86. So I might have to go under on that. You're going I'm under going with under. that. Yeah, I'm going under. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking here. Um, let's see, passer rating. If this computer would, would cooperate – um rating 89.2 is his career average oh okay all okay. right a little so, bit higher right uh so yeah i'm still gonna go under i'm gonna under because i mean he's still learning yeah uh he has a lot of learning to do and just you know he's learning these new receivers also you know he has right record receiver you know yeah they played in college but it's still it's different at the nfl level uh we don't know what jalen rager is um, will JJ be here? I don't know. And then they mm-hmm. have two wide receivers from last year that got drafted with Hightower and uh, the other kid. So I- I'm still going to go under. And maybe you got Fulgham. Maybe he's still on the roster. Yeah, Fulgham, you know, yeah. Dallas Goddard is probably going to be your number one tight end option. Yeah, No more yep. Zach Ertz. Yep. Uh, but we don't even know how much Jalen Hurts is going to, to work in the tight ends. I mean, Carson Wentz lived on, on tight ends. Absolutely. Right? He loved, they love 12 personnel, one running back, two tight ends. Right. Yeah. That was their number I, one. That was their number one um, personnel package for the last four year, four or five years. So. Uh huh. So. And when is Zach Ertz going to be traded? Have you heard anything over the no, last? No, actually, of there days? are no takers. I mean, at this point, they what they're they just want, waiting for him to be released. Right. Everybody's <laughs> just waiting. Yeah. Somebody so. wants him. Yeah. They all yeah. want him. Yeah. They all want him now. But that I mean, why trade an asset when you can just get them for free? Mm-hmm. So you know, and how I, he's holding out. He doesn't have to do it, and he's screwing. Actually, he's really screwing uh, Ertz on this too. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ertz, Ertz is is losing out on so much money, so much potential earnings mm-hmm. because you know he's going to. If I was Ertz, if I was Ertz, I would want to stay because he's not going to get eight million in this market. At the yeah. very most, probably he'll probably get a little bit above um, five the minimum. Something. No, not even that. I'm talking about like he, so? he might get like three, three and a really? half. Oh yeah, yeah. He's about three, three and a half right wow. now. Wow. Yeah, he t- he's t- he's gonna take he's gonna take he's gonna be cut almost half hmm. uh, from what he's making right now. If he stays with the Eagles, if he so stays the, mo- the bird, the money that they gave uh, Joe Flacco, they could essentially have Zach Ertz for. 
Yep. And now you got Nick Mullins. You got three and a half million dollars to Joe Flacco, and then you go get Nick Mullins. <laughs> I'd rather have Nick Mullins. You ain't never lying. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sounds, and then, and that sounds is crazy. ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, it does. All right, here's another one. Um, it, this one revolves around Jalen Hurts as well. And remember, I stole this from Brandon Lee Gowton and Jimmy Kemsky. I'm giving them credit. Hertz's fumbles, 14 and a half is the over-under. He was very loose with the football last year. In limited games, very loose with the ball. I, You know what? I'm, I'm going to go with the under on that because I think he's he's going to be a totally different player than what you saw this, uh, this last year. You know, considering the fact he has guys in front of him that are capable of blocking somebody mm-hmm. who, are, who, who won't be trying to fix their glove when they're supposed to be blocking a defensive end. Not even going back to help his quarterback get up off the ground. You no, saw no, Brown who, last the offensive line. Brown, the offensive lineman. Yeah. He was fixing his glove. Brown was. He was? The offensive line was fixing his gloves while I was looking at looking at his quarterback, the guy that he he didn't block. I missed that. Yeah, knocked him down, put him on the ground, and 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 and, and he's sitting there looking at him. So he's looking up like this. <laughs> and he's fixing his gloves, trying to put his gloves in, and didn't go help him. So he got oh him by God. himself. Yeah, he got him by himself. So he didn't even offer an arm to to pull him up off the ground. No, nah, uh-uh. that's terrible. So yeah, yeah. So I, I believe that he's gonna he's he's not gonna be as loose because he has he'll have more talent around him to help him out. So I'm okay. gonna go with the under. You're gonna go under. That's a pretty big number. That's if, a huge if is, number. If he is over, that's horrendous. Right, right. It's seriously. I mean, that's, I mean that's 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 worse than an interception. Yeah. Now the the uh, the stream is doing this and they're going under. For yeah, all of these, under. they're going under for everything. So they're going under for the passer rating. <laughs> they're going under for the fumbles. <laughs> their their expectations are way under yours, Barrett. Let's just put it that way. Right, right. <laughs> and wow. by the by the looks of your screen, I'd say your grandson is back on the Xbox. He is just he's dialed into the. <laughs> no, he was actually he was actually under my desk. Oh, he, he was? was. He was drawing a picture and pulled the cord out. Oh. yeah, that's what he did, man. But hey. <laughs> This little dude, man, he does yeah. what he wants to do and how he wants to do it. He is, he is. Oh, I just ordered from Amazon. Like, uh-huh. I promised twenty books from off Amazon, man. And I'm gonna say, you gonna put that damn tablet down and you are gonna read something, boy. I right. don't have any books to read. I said, I'll take care I'll of that. I'll get your books, right? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, well, I like dinosaurs. I got your dinosaur books. I got your your car books. I got you bird. Books. I got all these books for you. You gonna read something? Now does he does he hang out with you when you're out in the car, garage working on the car? Yep, he does. Yeah. He hangs out when you're out there. Well, he's mostly talking to me, asking me what. He never stops. He he has so many questions. I know people say, well, you know, that's just a young mind and he wants to know everything. But I'm like, damn. I mean, I mean, this chill for one second. No, my son, my grandson, he's gonna keep asking questions. What is this, pop pop? Well, what is this over here, pop pop? Well, can I can I can I help you with this? I'm like, no, you can't. Well, that's fire. I want to. I want to. Can I touch? The, can I touch? No, you can't touch the fire. No, no, I don't want to touch the fire. I want to touch the thing that makes the. No, you don't want to touch hilarious. that. Either. Leave it alone. You, so he's, he's he's he's. I'm having the best summer of my life with this kid. Oh, uh, that's great. That's great. <laughs> so that, so that was a, like a like that was a little Father's Day bonus. Oh yeah, having him oh, around, yeah. I guess. Right. Yeah, yeah, it was, man. Because he he um he definitely fulfilled a lot, man. I mean, we went to a. My daughter had a little party, went to the party. You know, mm-hmm. of course, I ended up cooking a little bit anyways. You know, I was supposed to get, sit down, but I ended up, you know, barbecuing a couple of things. And and me and my grandson, we sat there and um, <laughs> I had a beer. He said, Pop Pop, what's that? I said, Boy, you know what this is. Well, what is it, Pop Pop? It's a beer. <laughs> uh, I, this is what he hit me with. 
Oh, I know that I know five year olds aren't supposed to have beers, are they, Pop Pop? No, they don't. No. <laughs> beers not, for grown ups? Yes, beers for grown ups. Not until you're twenty five. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Forget about uh twenty one even. Oh, that that's awesome. I you know, I'm thinking about Aton's uh kid who's gonna be arriving here this week at some point. Mm-hmm. I think Aton's son will be talking right out of the womb. <laughs> Wouldn't that be unbelievable? I mean, it's like no, hey, it would be believable because yeah, it's right, his kid. <laughs> right, right, right. Comes out, dada, mama. He's like right. already talking. He's got a beard too. <laughs> He's bald with a beard. <laughs> oh my god! On that note, I think we're gonna. I gave you the two over unders. You're going uh, under on both the passer rating. Right. Yep. Pass and the fumbles of 14 and, fumbles. and a half. We'll Absolutely. continue this tomorrow. we got a whole lot more uh, stuff to come in tomorrow. Special guest tomorrow, Michael Bradley with the El wow. Hombre will make another appearance on the show. Everybody loves him. He will be on tomorrow. And Tony Bruno. There's a rumor that Tony Bruno will be making an appearance. And who knows who else? Maybe Amy Fadul. So we're going to big show again for you tomorrow. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, hold, hit hold, the hold like button. Before, what? before you get out, hold on a second. Yeah. Uh, Gressa's bringing me a box. Let me see what this box is. Okay. Hold on. Oh. Hey, oh, look, at look at this. Is that so the you book? Guys think I, you guys think I lied. Uh-huh. <laughs> is that the book? The dinosaur book. There it is. Nice. <laughs> I got it. I, I told you I wouldn't play it, bro. Oh, man. You're not. <laughs> Wow. All right, bro. Appreciate you, man. All right. We'll, we'll chat at you tomorrow. Thanks for listening, and uh, see you tomorrow. Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It.